0: As long as I don't stand up, I should be fine.
1: Uh. All right. That's, that's it. Well, tell us how you really feel. <laughs> you going to drink that? Yeah, I'm going to get to it. Let's go. What? Oh. Welcome back to the RC Scrap File podcast. Today, I'm joined with two guests, and we're down a gap. So, uh, How's that work out? Well, Larry's on the mend. Yeah, you get well, Larry. Yeah, get well, Larry. And uh, I think he's got a football game to go to tonight. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> we, we had some evacuees from the storm come up, and we told this guy, hey, man, if uh, you get up this way, we'll get you on the show. And he made it up this way. Yeah, and we got him on the show. That's it. So joining us tonight is Jason Hill, which, man, I've been pumped to talk to this guy. Man, hey, absolutely. Hello. And then Thomas Mathern. Yeah. So. We, oh, Tommy. Oh, yeah. Here we go, buddy.
2: (laughs) I don't know if I should work here or not. (laughs) Maybe. You guys scare me sometimes.
3: Well, we scare ourselves. I mean, that's part of the fun of this whole deal. Well, that makes it acceptable.
1: (laughs) Totally out of the comfort zone, man. Uh,
3: If you have a comfort zone, which in prior discussion here just directly, you have very little filter or... Yo, know, you, your have, comfort zone is great big, you know, so nothing really
0: offends or worries you. I have no shame, no we're, comfort zone, no filter. We're you know, good, we're man. Good. Yeah, I and, think
3: you'll be fine. And then we have Jason, who's yeah. our local, our next local aircraft mechanic. Right. <laughs> Yo, so There's he, a trend on this show. I mean. Yeah. Uh, it happens. You you know, work so, on them at
4: home, work on them at work, yeah.
3: Well, it's part of what happens, you know, and it's how you afford to do what you do and enjoy doing what you're doing, aviation, you yep. know. Definitely. Just because you work on them doesn't mean you can't play with them and fly them. Absolutely. right? Which,
1: which, if you're on our Facebook group, you've, you've already seen some of Jason's work, man. He's, he's pumping out some cool stuff.
3: So that, that F-18, I guarantee you, it may not be the biggest F-18 round, but I promise you it is one of the most absolutely perfect powered examples. It's powered right. It flies right. It looks right.
1: You know, it it works right. Reliably. The only, right. The only negative thing I can say about it is, man, how much fuel do you have on that thing? I'm trying to fly, <laughs> man, and I, I don't want to get in your way, dude. You've been up for fifteen minutes, dude. You, what are you doing? Yeah, I know. Yeah. Well that's
0: what you get for flying electric. No, no, no. No, no, no. No, no. no you guys flying electric. That's what he's flying carrow yeah. burner, huh? Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Well, yeah, so I mean wet power is better than electric. Well yeah, but no, I mean there's, I'm there's, trying to
1: be you know I Dude, when there's a jet in the air, that, that's more money than probably my whole RC collection together. So, I'm going to stay on the ground out of respect, you know. I'd hate for my $100 piece of foam to take this dude out, you know. I mean,
0: yeah, I mean, you're like a seagull, right? You yeah. just get sucked into the intake.
1: <laughs> there's not a whole lot
4: of turbines with a 12-minute flight time, so no. it, it takes a while. Yeah.
0: yeah. <laughs> Especially not in a scale jet.
3: Yeah. Right. And I'm sure you've seen pictures of it on the Facebook page and et cetera. You know, it, that thing just works. And the way he flies it, it is it's 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 right. You know, he's not doing you know not hovering or not doing nothing crazy. Mm-hmm. He's flying it.
0: Well, an F eighteen shouldn't hover. Well,
3: yeah. well, thank
0: you. I appreciate it.
3: <laughs> uh, you know, one of my favorite maneuvers that you do is that you know you come through and you'll come through blasting, and he'll just turn it. You know, and it looks like a real one just turning that corner right there. You're like, yeah, because it kind of it kind of pushes out yeah. just a little bit and.
4: The way I look at it if you build an F- F18, you got to fly it like an F18. They
1: don't go easy on it.
3: Right, but also fly it like it's meant to be flown, you yeah. know, not not yeah. hovering and doing 3D stuff with and it. And
1: man, I would bet we're really close to an Air Force base. I bet some people have driven by going, "Dang, that is low, <laughs> man. And that thing is screaming." Right. I bet it's fooled a few people. Uh, yeah.
3: Hey. I mean,
1: uh, other than the Canadian markings maybe.
3: Right. Yeah, they can't see it most of the time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, what brought that on? Did you just like that scheme or? Yeah, actually, I looked at a
4: whole bunch of schemes. And the. Uh, so, I actually had a Marine, U.S. Marine scheme on it at first, but it was actually kind of boring. It was a squadron commander's aircraft, but it was just mostly gray with a, a brown black bone. It was the Rattlers, was the, uh, the, the nickname of the squadron. And it was just kind of boring and hard to differentiate, uh, you know. Uh, up versus down. So the Canadians have way more interesting paint schemes than we do on the F-18. That's how I ended up with it. Well,
3: and it it works. You know, you can see it. Everything that you're supposed to be able to do, it works.
4: And actually, even though it is a Canadian paint scheme, it's related to the United States because they painted an F-18 that way to commemorate the 60th anniversary
3: of the NORAD treaty. Huh. So it does have some pretty cool history. Yeah. So, and it's a yellow aircraft, right? Correct. So they don't even make that airplane anymore.
4: No, they do not. No. I,
3: Find, I, it, finding parts for it and finding, you know, stuff to make it a turbine, because it used to be uh, electric. Yeah, it
4: started out as an EDF. I flew it for several months as an EDF before I got tired of three and a half minute flights. And that was what made me uh, convert it to a turbine.
3: To go to 12 minutes. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> What? So what, do you,
4: what are you carrying, like a half a gallon of fuel, a full gallon of fuel? It's 80 ounces. For yeah. so three
0: quarters of a gallon.
4: Uh, yeah. Jet Tech makes the tanks, and that was just what they offered was an 80-ounce kit for it.
0: Very well. Run a Jet A or kerosene?
4: I actually use diesel. Diesel? Yeah. It's a King Tech turbine, and King Tech recommends diesel. Very well. Yeah, it works great, and it's easy to get to. So.
3: Yeah. Well, and it. I have never seen that thing. Uh, find some more to knock on other than this table. You know, I've never seen that turbine act stupid you know every now and then you'll see one hot start or do something crazy and I, I don't know if it has or hasn't but every time i've seen that airplane it just starts and works
4: that's yeah, a, a king Tech k70 is what i have in it and i've never had a problem with it uh from the first start until i mean i've i don't know how many flights i have on that thing so far a bunch it's it works great
3: i mean uh we were out flying a couple weeks ago and i know you put at least five flights on it you know uh, I pretty pretty steady.
4: I, I'm trying to. I'm trying to get used to the airframes. I'm flying it as much as possible. I mean, it's right,
0: almost all I fly right now. Somebody just. who's not afraid of their jet,
2: right? <laughs> oh, I've got ten grand sitting there. Well, it's
0: just <laughs> going to sit there and look pretty. I don't feel like putting it in the sky today. No,
3: that's what he's been flying.
4: Yeah, it's it's become my almost my everyday airplane. That's
0: yeah. that's awesome.
3: And the uh, the the jet pipe in it. Tell me the. I, obviously know about the jet pipe, but it, that was a special deal in itself, too. <laughs>
4: man, the, the jet pipe on the, uh, the bifurcated pipe on the F-18 is one of the most expensive jet pipes you can get. Most planes don't have a bifurcated pipe, obviously, a lot of sport jets and, you know, F-16s or stuff like that. Uh, it came from, oh, man, what's the name of that place? Uh, <laughs> the, the The pipe was about 600 bucks. Um Whew just by itself right yeah Ouch. but uh,
3: you ought to hear this thing it I mean, legit. it sounds wicked like not like any turbine i've ever heard before it has this unique sound to it because it exits into two one <laughs> turbine into the two it has this unique sound it's nuts. well it, yeah. ma- it makes
0: a real whoosh noises and not that ring right
4: as it goes by and jet tech is actually the, the company that made the pipe the same company that made my uh, fuel tanks but, uh, yeah and it's it's not cheap but it works and uh, it for that plane it fits perfectly and for that for that turbine that little k-70 pushes that thing beautifully
3: right i mean and it it's weird we're sitting out at the flying field kind of talking you know and uh uh you almost start pulling some real airplane stuff into it because he cannot if he had when he takes off he has to burn fuel off in order to <laughs> land it
2: yeah
3: you can't <laughs> just you know a,
0: a turbine oh, so there, there's no oh shit i screwed this up <laughs> Well, the way that plane is set up,
4: uh, the main fuel tank is ahead of the CG, and it has two fuel tanks after the CG.
0: Oh, so it lands nose heavy Well, if you come in without running fuel out. Exactly.
4: (laughs) If you take off before you burn off a little bit of that that forward tank, yeah, you're going to be as nose heavy as you'll ever be in flight. You're going to use
0: up every bit of that runway. Yeah. Uh,
4: I try not to land or attempt a landing before three to five minutes into the flight, just so I can burn off some of that fuel. Yeah.
3: I mean, it's a you know you hear big airplanes they take off you can't just land them. Yeah, you they know.
0: got they got to go up and they got to jettison fuel it right. thirty thousand feet.
3: You know, yeah. it, it, it was cool hearing that story. You know, he's like, yeah, you got to burn some fuel off or this thing's going by you. You know, I'm like, well, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. you got to think about it a little bit. Uh, the the t- it's
4: it, I love the way the plane is set up, but the at takeoff, yeah, I don't have enough power to go vertical from takeoff, but during my fuel burn after about five minutes the rest of that flight i've had a one-to-one thrust to weight ratio so then i can do whatever i want so the all weight on is what, like about like 14 pounds 15 pounds about 15 pounds yep yeah uh with fully fueled um it probably weighs about 16 16 and a half something like that but yeah very well so during the fuel burn i get down to uh one-to-one thrust to weight ratio and it's just it's just fun the last you know seven eight minutes of the flight <laughs>
3: And uh, when he says fun, I mean he, uh, he's no he's no slouch with it. I mean he flies the piss out of the airplane.
0: So he's you know borderline dragon rudders coming down on the runway.
3: Uh, I mean I've I don't necessarily know about upside down, but I have seen him do some head high passes with it.
0: Well, at least he ain't knocking the tip off a prop.
3: Right.
1: Yeah. Right. Well, man, that video you put on the uh, Facebook page, you you were probably four or five foot off the ground.
4: Yeah, that was probably yeah probably four or yeah, five you, foot pass. And yep. it
1: was looked like it was. Uh, Full tilt boogie.
4: Yeah, I had about four minutes of fuel left at that time, so the plane was pretty light, and, right. and, and it was
1: moving. Oh, yeah. What, what do you think that thing goes?
4: Um, I want to estimate about, on that pass, that was after a, a dive, so it was probably about 160 to 170 probably. Jeez. Just anything under 200 mile an hour. Yeah. And it's funny because uh, I actually have one airplane that's faster than that, but it's electric, and we clocked that one with a radar gun at 183. So I know it doesn't go as fast as that one but it is moving pretty well.
0: I don't know if size is deceiving. Is it the same size, smaller jet? Uh, same size. They're
4: oh, okay. they're, they're almost uh, almost the same size. They're designed. They're both designed for a 120-millimeter uh, Dynamax fan.
1: Which, watching him fly it, man, he's so smooth on it that it doesn't look like it's going that fast. You know, it, everything's just like it's supposed to be. Yeah. But, uh, man, it is screaming. Just smooth screaming. <laughs>
3: but, you know, that, that brings me. You mentioned the 200-mile-an-hour thing. And uh, something that we have, we have never been able to touch on uh, is turbine. You know, you have to have a turbine waiver through the AMA to fly that airplane. Correct. How hard is that to achieve?
4: It's actually not that hard. Uh, it does take a little bit of forethought, but it's not that hard. Uh, you have to have a contest director who flies turbines and one other uh, turbine flyer to to get your license they both have to watch you fly or to get your waiver anyway but they both have to watch you fly and and that's about it i mean it's there's a couple maneuvers that you have to do and as long as you do those maneuvers and have those two people that assign the paperwork that's about
1: it huh what maneuvers are they is it like uh, the flat eight or
4: it's a uh, level flight mm-hmm. a circuit of the field at a particular height I mean, whatever height you want you, know, you just at the same height um both directions flying the pattern in both directions, looping and rolling maneuvers and, and uh, take off within ten feet of center line and a uh, landing to a full stop on the runway
1: and that's about it
3: well, it doesn't sound that challenging uh, maybe th- finding somebody you know yeah. uh, doesn't around sound there. like I'm
1: getting a jed waiver. <laughs> <laughs> Well, well you, got,
3: you got one of the two right there. Yeah. And it wouldn't whole, be
0: hard for him to go ahead and get his CD, and then he could be to the point where he could write you off on it. You just need right. to find one more.
1: Well, the <laughs> last time I flew a jet, man, I blew the runway, and we got a big runway. And I touched down right after it starts and went off the end of it. That's yeah, not I,
4: a jet. You didn't have brakes, though. No, I don't have brakes. Yeah, exactly. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's
3: an that's a EDF-ducted fan. That's not a jet. Well, yeah. nah, you know no, I mean. no. That we're not going down that road. That is not a jet. It's that's a leaf a EV, blower. That's a, exactly. It's a leaf
1: blower. I don't know, man. It's. I mean, it's a jet. It says it in the name of the aircraft.
3: It's. It's slightly different. It's not burning fuel, man. It's not a jet.
1: It doesn't
0: lose weight. Right. Right. Your takeoff and landing weight are the same. Casey, know, it's, not a, it's not a real jet. Don't feel bad. I flew a lot of uh, EDFs
4: before I ever got a jet, and it's. It's actually, if you ask me, it's good practice. Uh, they are slightly different, but it's still good practice.
1: Well, my problem is, is I'm afraid to get it too slow. You know, so I'm coming in hot every time.
4: That, that's definitely a concern. Even with that that F-18, half the time I'm landing faster than I want to. Right. When I look back after the landing, I, I could have slowed down a lot more. It's just it's just practice. Right. You just got to kind of back down into a comfort zone. To You get, you get the same look every time coming around
0: uh, on final. Uh, it's just practice. That's all it is. This is where telemetry could come in and make cheating easy. Get you an airspeed sensor, get an idea of your general airspeed, where you set your stall horn. Yeah, I suppose you could do that. Right. Get you a bitch and Betty on there? Yeah. 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 That's, that's cheating. Faster, faster, <laughs> faster, faster. Yeah, yeah, faster. Yeah.
3: Terrain, terrain, yeah. terrain. Pull up, pull up. I hear that oh, enough at work. Oh, shit. <laughs> yeah. Hear that no- enough at work.
2: Yeah. Oh, yeah. Aircraft mechanic. I keep
3: forgetting flying aircraft mechanic. So, yeah. Man, hearing some of this guy's stories about, you know, some of the stuff that he's had to do flying in an airplane. You know, uh, he he's an aircraft mechanic works for the FAA, blah blah blah. blah. And uh, he there's a what is it? The the in the King Air where you got to... Okay, so <laughs>
4: Yes, I do work for the FAA, but no, I do not have anything to do with the drone regulations or even the department that that does that. So, <laughs> oh, man, there uh, we go. Just go ahead and clear <laughs> his name right now get it out of the yeah. way. <laughs> uh, those people haven't even answered my emails. I've sent them a few emails a uh, long time ago. They never even answered those. Anyway, uh, the department I work for is called the Flight Inspection Service. We inspect navigational aids all over the United States and also anywhere that you can fly as a citizen on a U.S. aircraft. To any any country that you can fly as a citizen on a U.S. Uh, registered aircraft, uh, so we inspect their flight uh, navigational aids also every 270 days or less. Um, and all I do is a uh, I'm a mechanic. I travel with the airplane and try to keep it up and flying as much as possible.
1: Crazy. So, do you ever get any like wing walking things going on? <laughs>
4: You know? <laughs> uh,
1: no, nothing like that. Well, that it's, doesn't uh, sound like that
4: much fun, then. Yeah. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> we we get plenty of in-flight problems, and uh, any time we land broke, you know, it's it's my job to fix it before the next morning so we can leave again.
1: So, as long as everything's good, everything's good. When, Absolutely. When shit gets bad, it's real bad.
4: Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. That is exactly <laughs> yeah. right. So, yeah. how
0: do you squeeze through the wing into an cell to fix an engine problem at 30,000 feet?
4: Nah, you don't. You, you land, and if it's an engine problem that bad, you probably just go to the hotel and order some parts. <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah, we're going to swing an engine.
1: <laughs> That'd be all bad. Oh, wow. We're in Barbados. Hmm yep we need some parts those are about two weeks out i'll be on the beach sometimes <laughs> yeah, yeah. You, sometimes you
4: get stuck in nice places and sometimes you get stuck in not nice places uh, that's yeah, that just the go, luck that of the could draw. definitely go either way that's
3: the luck of the draw man all yep. bad <laughs> Thief.
1: it doesn't sound yeah. all bad
3: oh i bet i i mean okay <laughs> Let's just leave but like it I, that. But like
1: I said, when it's good, it's good. When yeah, it's when bad, it's real bad. Yeah, yeah,
3: right. Yep. I imagine ending up, you know, somewhere you don't want to be. You know, it's cold. It's negative 30 or some kind of horse shit. I mean, I'm out.
0: Siberia. Yeah, maybe. Who knows? Hey, I can't believe TJ did that, like, voluntarily. It's like, yeah, I'm going to go to Siberia for school.
1: Yeah, no joke, right? Well. Like, nah. uh-uh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and he just kind of glossed over it so smooth like it wasn't any big deal. Yeah, no.
0: <laughs> yeah, I'm... No. Uh, yeah, I I I would rather 115 degrees feels like because it's 100% humidity and 100 degrees outside over negative 30 with a wind chill of negative 70. No, I'm dealing with the cold. Uh, to hell with that hot.
3: Man,
1: that's a different kind of cold, dude.
0: Man, uh, yeah, I, I'm, and, a, I'm a fat ass, too, and, and uh, I don't do cold, man. I, and I, I understand that,
3: but I'd <laughs> rather be cold. You know, uh, uh, well, I say that, you know... Uh, Five years ago, I was out flying in January, you know, we, you know, uh, last January, uh, uh, man, if it wasn't like at least 40 degrees, I'm, uh, I'll am i build. How'd that
1: go? You got
2: old. <laughs> <laughs> man, I See? wish we had a visual on that. That was amazing.
4: We're having this conversation, but I'm the only one at this table that uh, is, uh, I'm pretty sure I'm the only one at this table that's going to spend uh, a week in Antarctica in October.
1: Yeah, you got me beat. I'm yeah, going be in Antarctica.
3: Not going to be there. <laughs> you know,
0: my dad was kind of thinking about doing that, his
3: ATC, <laughs> and then
0: I, I think he chickened out. <laughs> not going to be doing that? <laughs> he said, no. <laughs> he says, no, wait, wait I, I, I get in an airplane and fly down to the South Pole, and I'm there for three months unattended? Yeah, no, this is not going to work. Right, yeah, yeah.
3: I'll, I'll have to pass so uh, another cool thing that, man jason just brings all kinds of cool shit with he him. does man every <laughs> time know, he, man
1: i mean i've been around this guy quite a bit there's something new every time
3: every time every time so he comes strolling in the stairs at the studio and he's got this 3d printed p47 with him and we're like what the hell is going on yo and for those who don't know casey he just purchased a 3d printer and he's been 3d printing some pretty cool stuff and Dude, you know, I've been
1: three D printing junk just to get it all dialed in, and right. not anything cool.
0: And hey, wait, 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 wait! Some of it's not necessarily junk. <laughs> well, <laughs> you're right. <laughs> some of it, some of it's pretty cool.
3: But uh, uh, you know, Jason, I've worked with Jason at Oklahoma City Thunder for you know two seasons. And yep. he retired, you know. which, that? You know, his work. He has him traveling.
1: That was right you on know, time for me to get a spot and I'd, get shut down. Well, <laughs> it happened. Thanks, Jason. Sorry, pre- no, no. no. <laughs> but uh, and, and the funny part is that night was Jason's last night to fly.
3: Yeah, it was. Yeah, you know, that was that. It, it was perfect timing, really. What an ending, you know. <laughs> Jason's last <laughs> night to fly, and the NBA shuts down all in one night. We're like, ah, damn it! Yeah, that was crazy.
1: Well, that just goes to show you when Jason does something, he does it right. <laughs> yeah, shut Man. down, yeah, shut yeah, down yeah. the place. <laughs> yeah. <Shut it> down. <laughs> okay, yeah. but uh,
3: you know, he he comes walking up with this P forty seven, and I've heard about it, you know, and I'm expecting a little, you know, two fo- two foot wingspan deal. Man, this thing is like, you know what 48 inches 50 inches something like that
4: i want to say it's around 42 maybe
3: okay so around a four foot wingspan airplane you know completely 3d printed yeah is that thing printed in panels and you glue it together or it's
4: it's printed in sections yeah um uh i guess the sections are about eight eight to ten inches um i i didn't design that one i i bought it there's no credit to me on it i just built it to kind of get uh, experience, right? Um, the the company that makes the files for that is really good at thin wall printing, and I needed to learn more about it, so I bought one of their their file sets, and tinkered with it, and uh, that, that plane is the result, and it's a it's a good looking airplane. I like it.
3: Well, it's right, you know. It's you can look at it and tell there's nothing completely uh, stupid about it. Yeah, it looks like it'll fly, and generally, if something looks like it's going to fly, it'll fly.
4: I I have. Every confidence that thing will fly. I just hadn't taken the time to complete putting it together, putting the electronics in it. The airframe is complete. I just haven't thrown all the electronics in it to fly.
3: Well, yeah. I mean, you took the time to get the F-18 ready. I mean, you had some stuff that <laughs> I would rather do too, you know, other than mess with that. Yeah. You know, you got the experience you needed from printing it. Absolutely. And yep. moved on down the road.
4: Yep. And it, it did its job for, for me anyway. And I, I have to say, if I wanted another warboard, of that type that was 3D printed, I'd definitely go back to the company and buy another one. They, they work.
1: What is that one, 3D lab print? Is that, that what that, that one is? That is correct. Yep. yep.
3: So I guess they have more than just that one? Oh, definitely.
4: They have several airplanes. They actually have a 90-millimeter uh, F-86 that I was really interested in. I just don't have the time right now to, uh, to invest into it.
3: Yeah. Uh, I mean, uh, uh, that, they've, <laughs> they've got whoa. several
4: – Several war Watch out for the sandbags, bro.
1: <laughs> we have all kinds of guests in the studio. I tonight, know man. it's busy tonight. Yeah, you have awesome. to forgive us. Yeah.
2: <laughs>
1: all kinds of shenanigans going on in the background.
3: So, uh, what did you need to practice for? <laughs>
4: um, I've been working on a B fifty two. I built one several years ago that was an eighty six inch wingspan, and I decided to scale it up. Uh, the new one, however, was a, is very large. I went with 80 millimeter fans, and I did not want to have to build four engine pods exactly the same by hand. That was the whole reason I bought a 3D printer. Um, I, I saw some things online where people had been 3D printing other things, and it turned out really well. It was really interesting. So I did a little bit of research before I bought my printer and uh, kind of jumped into it with
3: both feet. It looks that way. So... <laughs> Tell us about this B-52.
0: What's the wingspan? It's 174 inches. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> so I got I to gotta ask at this point, is it a built-up model? Is it foam core wings? Is it entirely 3D printed, or are the pods the only thing that you've 3D printed for this?
4: Uh, uh, okay.
0: Uh,
1: Damn, that was a lot of questions, Yeah, man. that's several questions. Calm down over there, Tom.
4: No, a couple of questions. There, no. <laughs> well, <laughs> okay, break it, it down for us. All right. Um, the, the aircraft is a foam core. I uh, actually have a uh, CNC hot wire for for foam core, so I cut the wings. Uh, actually, I cut the wings probably several years ago. So
0: this is this is just scratch you did from three views, or is it from somebody else's plans? Nope,
4: three view drawings. Yeah, very well. Three view drawings, a calculator, and a pencil. Uh, braver than I am. <laughs> <laughs> well, like I said, this is my second, or actually probably about my third or fourth B fifty two, but it's my second that's uh, built to scale, um, and I. Uh, the only reason i wanted a bigger one was because the first one didn't have a big enough bomb load so we're going we're going bigger i'm trying to get a, the old one was an 86 inch wingspan and i used to drop candy with it from funflies or at funflies it could carry one pound of candy uh, off of a paved runway it did that very well um i i was at a funfly where i dropped a pound of candy and not all the kids got candy and setting the candy in a bag out on the table for them to come get is just not nearly as much fun so my goal with the big one with the 174 inch wingspan is to be able to drop five pounds of candy at once
0: (laughs) well if you can fit five pounds of candy on the inside of it (laughs) funny thing i've actually been working with a buddy of mine on the other side of town for me that's actually 3d printed me some parts that make a bomb that use a 12-gauge primer for the bang, (laughs) and they use a PVC pipe for the body. You could probably fit a handful of those off in there and drop them out. Okay, I I did
4: say this is not my first B-52, and I may or may not have tried that before.
0: (laughs) I I can send you the files for this, and you can see if it it works. (laughs) You said I may or may not have. Well, that's, (laughs) you know,
1: more than not than maybe...
3: Oh, I, I understand. I, you have to remember, I've worked with the guy for two oh, yeah. years. <laughs> I, I, right. I can kind of gather some of his, you know, facial expressions. Not all of them. But, you know, some of his may or may Well, yeah. Okay.
1: Well, I've had lots of may or may not haves. And I can just imagine guys that can scratch build a, how many inch wingspan? Beat? 178. Yeah. yeah. 74. 174. 174. Yeah, I think you got me. Yeah.
3: Eight. 80 millimeter. Fans,
0: correct. The, I mean, where are you going to put the batteries for this? Are you just going to run all the ESCs into the fuse, or I mean, are you going to uh, run it, massive cat packs in the wings? I mean, how is how is this going to work if you're going to run that many EDFs? How how are you going to how are you <laughs> going how are you going to get electrical power there without having ripple <laughs> and issues? Because I'm assu- I'm assuming being 80 millimeter fans, are all going to be six or eight s.
4: Uh, six. Although I'm thinking about going down to five after testing because I'll have more than enough thrust on on five s.
0: But vertical takeoffs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it five five pound <laughs> of candy, you know, you just roll into the power and it's like, let's fly, and you just point it straight skyward. <laughs> I know maybe
1: print no, yeah. some mini jato rockets. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean I they, mean
4: they they never use Jado's on a B fifty two. I I know, but <laughs> I mean So
0: And then the and then the next thing, nobody makes landing gear for something like that. So no, are you go, are you going to make it fixed gear just for simplicity? No, or no. you're gonna go all in balls out and machine your own landing gear? I did mention I had a 3-D printer, right? <laughs> so, But is that going to be able to handle the weight just being 3-D printed? Hey, I guess depending on the filament you use. And well, if you
4: 3-D print, well, long story short, there's several ways that you can do it. Even if you use a standard gear, though, I can 3-D print a cover for the gear to make it look scale. Uh, there's several different ways to go at it. and um, I, I'm inclined to keep it simple at this point. Uh, Robart has a couple of parts that i I really liked that are uh, almost the size I need where the the three d printed section to make it look right will only have to be uh, a minimal amount of material very well um, i i done a little bit of research on this thing
2: <laughs> I, I I would imagine being your
0: second or third, you know you, you've kind of you've got an idea of what you're going to do, but curiosity's going to get the best of it <laughs> keep,
3: keep in mind that he designed the nacelles. I mean, I, I've, I got to kind of watch all this happen. You know, last year, uh, he was traveling a lot with work. So, when he when we would get to work at the Thunder, he would be bringing pieces or showing me pieces or, you know. And I'm like, dude, I don't, you know, I, I can't hardly, I, I'm not super computer literate. You know, I mean, I'm decent enough. And this guy, he's designing stuff in CAD programs and this, that, and the other. And I'm like, Holy shit! You so, know?
0: Jason, what are you using for CAD? Are you using SolidWorks or are you Fusion Three Sixty?
4: Fusion Three Sixty. Yeah, and I, the learning curve for Fusion Three Sixty is not uh, the easiest thing in the world. I taught myself to use it, basically just using the
0: YouTube and experimenting. Yeah, I'm doing the same thing playing with SolidWorks, and it's uh, it's a different animal, you know. I'm nuts and bolts. So I'm not the computer side of it by any means, and yeah. it, it's it's definitely different.
3: Well, it's different, but it's also uh, it's almost addicting. It, you know, it, really, it
0: really is. Once you once you start playing with something and it doesn't right. look right, you gotta keep manipulating and twisting and playing and messing with it and messing with it and messing I'm, with it. And then you send the file to your buddy to print it and it does this work? No, it didn't work. Drag in. <laughs> you know, I'm I'm sitting back here
3: watching Casey with, with his 3D printer, you know, and I've been watching Jason with his, you know, and I'm like, eh you know, is this something that i want to mess with or you know something that i want to do and i keep thinking that you know maybe at one point you know i want a computer i want to you know get a 3d printer and etc
1: well i've got you a 3d printer well,
0: I know, dude. That's that, that, that's a whole other hobby. Like you can't, it is. You, you right? You can't, and that's, and that's, that's my I problem. Was, you is, can't really fly is. the orb and work a daily job and fly model airplanes and build model airplanes and three D print stuff. Like you gotta, you gotta kind of keep your eye on what you gotta do. I
1: beg to differ, sir. Uh,
4: yeah, you can. It's just you don't do a whole lot of either one at any one time. Yeah, <laughs>
0: right? uh, yeah. I mean, you got so many irons in the fire that yeah, you know, everything well, uh, looks like here's my wh- place with. Projects everywhere and nothing completed, and it's like, what do I do next? I don't know. And I'm overwhelmed with it. Yeah, you're right.
1: That's what my place looks like. Too. Yeah. <laughs>
3: Here's the cool thing I'll give the 3D printer, and we've had this discussion is you hit print and you walk away, and it's done for you know, I mean, he's doing 24 hour prints,
0: and you come back three and a half hours later, and your parts laid over looking like a melted candle.
3: Well, maybe. Well, yeah, but you know, you got to
4: take the time to set it up right. I mean, it's just experience. So when it does look like a melted candle, you got to figure out what went wrong and fix it, so the
1: next time it doesn't do that. I did that the other night i was I found a fishing lure that I thought was pretty cool, and I was like, "Huh, that'd be really cool about eleven inches tall. Yeah, I woke up, and it was wasted. <laughs> yeah. It was about three quarters done covered in spaghetti.
4: My printer's doing a fourteen hour print right now, and i I have every confidence it'll be
3: good when I get home. We were talking one night at the... And, again, so you get to the Thunder and the first thing you do is you charge the batteries. Well, that's like an hour and a half long process because there's like 12 batteries. I mean, it's not just... You know, it's a long process. So you got nothing to do but go have dinner and chill. And uh, he has this printer and he's like showing me the leg for this printer. Well, he wanted to put a shelf on top of his printer. So, you know, whatever. (laughs) He's like, dude, I just whooped up some little old extensions in, in Fuse or whatever, you know, and printed them out. And my stuff fits now. And I'm like, ah,
2: you know, you,
3: you would not not normally you would think of how many
4: different things you can use a printer for. It's just if you can imagine it, it can do it right. Um, if it can be made out of plastic, I mean, if, if it doesn't have to be metal. If it can be made out of plastic, you can do it with a printer.
0: Well, you got to you got to back that up though because there's there's companies out there that are 3D printing aluminum and carbon fiber intake manifolds for cars now. Oh, absolutely. I mean and they're making they're taking big boost. They're taking 60 70, 80 pounds of boost and they're holding. Oh, absolutely. I agree. But it's but it's it, it's not the 3D printer that everybody thinks that it is where it's melting the plastic coming out of the extruder head it's exactly. it's a totally different animal and it's a whole lot bigger a whole lot bigger machine a whole lot more costly yeah but you're not doing that, that with
1: a $200 Ender 3 yeah that you're not you're not doing that, that. with yeah, an Ender yeah, 3 yeah, you got yeah. on special
0: the average person does not have access
4: to the metal uh, printers metal technology
0: well, now Casey gave me some things earlier that were like a carbon fiber infused
1: filament Well, it's like yeah. a nylon carbon something or other i don't know and a a lot of home printers will print that
4: um the printer i have is actually a a prusa i3 and it'll print almost any material that that, that's available on the market that is plastic based
0: see he went with he went with the machine that you just plug it in and it just plain works that's that's why you be. I mean, you you get what you pay for. You really do. Right? Well, the
4: machine comes as a kit. The one I bought, you can't buy it as a kit or put together. I bought the kit and had to put it together.
0: But that way, you can fix it should anything go south with it. Absolutely, I would prefer the kit over anything else. I think just about everybody at this table would do the same thing: a kit versus an already put together plug and play right. unit that way you can figure out hey oh this stepper motor took a dump this is how i changed it yeah
1: and yeah. honestly i was looking at that same machine and i'll be honest i'm a little bit cheap
0: yeah, i'm the <laughs> and, same way and, i look and, at prusa wait. and i look at enders and right. it's like man so
1: here's here's what i kind of get from the two prusa you're gonna have support if you have issues you've yep. got somebody to call that will help you work through your stuff definitely um on the Ender, I think that's more of a like an open source kind of deal. They, yeah, that's take to social so, media, and they'll help me fix my problem. Right. Well, I mean, you've got you've got a lot of that. You know, you've got you've actually got a lot of resources at your disposal, but you're going to have to shuffle through all of those, figure out what you know, kind of diagnose your own problem off of what other people have done. It's a little bit more work, you know, to to figure out your stuff that way versus versus that. Now, and that, the, that would be my opinion on it.
4: The Prusa actually does have a lot of open source. I mean, the software is open source that they that yeah. they use it um on it uh it's just you do have the option to call in the factory too and say hey and this is what's wrong with it what's what's going on or you can just call the factory and order parts they sell parts you know
1: which i'll go on record saying i made my decision based on i'm uh, cheap <laughs> the prusa is not cheap
0: I can no. admit that. but you know i mean the, comparing the ender to the prusa is like comparing a honda civic to like a mercedes-benz you right know? Fair yeah enough. that's it you, you get what you you get what you pay for and it just you know yeah. it, I totally
1: drive a Honda Civic so this makes sense. I, 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 yeah. I
2: he said I drive a Honda Civic so hey, this my, makes it, sense. My beater
1: my beater car <laughs> choice for
0: the longest time was Honda Civics.
1: Yeah. It's hard well, to, it's hard to beat a Civic. Yeah,
0: and no, you can, you you can answer blow that. it up and put it back together the next morning.
1: Answer that. I did answer it. Here he is.
3: Say hi, Larry. What's happening, fellas? <laughs> hey Larry. Hey, we're just sitting here having a good time. What are you up to, buddy? How you feeling? <laughs> Laying on the couch. Well, w-
0: somebody's got to hold it down.
3: Well, we hadn't told everybody, and we're not probably going to tell everybody, but it just kind of is what it is. We just said you're on the mend. Oh, will be all right. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we're just sitting here talking about 3D printers.
1: Do what? Oh,
3: yeah, it's all part of the fun. Absolutely. All right, well, you said what's the live stream on, so we just wanted to say hello and we miss you.
1: I, I just wanted to nonchalantly interrupt it is all. Well. I didn't know I was going to cause this kind of my board. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah, that's Larry dude. causing trouble. Busting balls from the couch. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah <that's fair. laughs> all right, fellas. Hey, all man. right, brother, have fun. <laughs> you get the feeling better, dude. All right, later. I mean. <laughs>
3: Sorry to interrupt, there, guys. Just no, had to good. had to had to throw that in there just to screw him up.
1: <laughs> he must be feeling pretty rough if he's on the couch and not the football game, right? Yeah, that is true.
3: That's a that's a deal. But Ooh. we'll talk about that at break. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that poor guy. Woo. Is it self induced? No no, 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 not at all. But it's just going to be what it is. So, I mean, we all get old. Yeah. And I think that has a little to do with getting old on his part. Well, you gotta put on
0: Why you got to put him on blast like that? Like you said, we're <laughs> going to talk about it at break, and then are like, eh, well, it's an old fart problem. So every every one of your listeners that's like 45-plus is like, wait, what happened?
1: Well, maybe. I, I feel this pain.
2: Okay. Right, right. Yeah, our yeah.
1: demographic's like 23 to 34, so.
0: Right.
1: <laughs> hey, you
0: got, yeah. you got one over there that's almost 60, well, right? Yeah, well, no, no,
1: he registers on the, on the graph, but our main demographic is. De, uh, demographics. Spit it out. Come yeah, on. I uh, Choke on it. Choke on it. Hey man, it. man, we had tequila and scotch and all kinds of good stuff before the start. Hey, I'm and amazed you know. that I'm enunciating the world that I am. <laughs> right. As well as I, I see, I can't even get through a sentence. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, spit it out. Welcome to my world,
3: <laughs> Oh, what a time. <laughs> nice. But the the whole 3D printing thing. I mean that that's been super cool to watch and super cool to yo. Know,
0: it's like watching grass grow
4: it it seriously is a a whole nother hobby all to itself you could definitely consider it a hobby easily the the differences in machines and materials even the way you print parts it's a whole nother hobby
3: well there's a i don't know if either one of you follow him but uh uh dag
0: damon dag atwood yes if a yeah he put all of his stuff up and it's it's on a patreon yeah yeah go it's not even it's i mean he's got all his patreon but he also has it to where you can download it for no charge
3: no 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 no. he got so you didn't hear about that yeah i guess i missed it in the last week some in the last week uh, well i he took it all back down because somebody was stealing it and selling it as their designs oh so he took it all back down and put it all on his Patreon for a for a minimal monthly charge.
0: Yeah, like five yeah, bucks. Yeah, or something it's like, like whatever.
3: That. Uh, you know, whatever for for the stuff that that guy has designed with his own personal time.
0: Yeah, two hundred and thirty-six inch B thirty-six. Right, you know? right.
3: Yeah, yeah. Here, here's five bucks a month.
0: You know, yeah. I mean, if. I mean, the pilots that he designed that you can 3D print are incredible. The radial engines are just off the charts. I mean, just – Right. Yeah, It's kind of left to you to get creative with it and paint it and finish it out. But, I mean, they just look – I mean, just as raw plastic parts, they're awesome.
3: Right. So, you know, watching some of his 3D printing, you know, he's got enclosures made and all this stuff. So, they hold the heat and do everything (laughs) they're supposed to do. And I'm like – Man, that's a whole nother world other than model airplanes, but Absolutely. It's, it also so applies to model airplanes.
0: But isn't the man like an engineer as a, like, a day job? I, I'm
3: not exactly what his uh, day he actually, job is.
0: I
4: believe it's actually in the theater business. He does some um, something for the theater business. It. Thunder
0: thighs strikes. Don't shake your head at me. You did it first <laughs> last time. Is that the chub rub, everything sticking together? <laughs> It's not that hot in here, dude. Some of
4: Damon's first uh, 3D printed work that he shared actually inspired me to look at 3D printing in the first place.
3: Well, I mean, and that's a shout out to him. You know, that's really cool that he inspired you to do what you're doing with it.
1: And man, I just kind of ran across him recently when we started kind of doing this show and I kind of immersed myself in the hobby a little bit more. That guy does some cool stuff. Absolutely. Super cool. He
0: posted something on one of the Facebook pages... God, probably two years ago, when he first started building that scratch-built golden era racer that he did, right, that big monster, and I was like, "There's no way." He swore that he was going to keep it under fifty-five pounds loaded, and it is right at it, and it's huge. Yeah, it's absolutely massive.
1: Yeah, I saw a post the other day where like, "Why are you going to take that radial engine off of it to to put an electric on there?" And he's like, "That's the three D printed radial engine." Yeah, you thought, and you thought it was and the you real deal. It was
0: real. You know, I mean, yeah. he's got a whole write up about like uh, acetone vapor bathing his right. abs parts and all that to smooth them out to make them look real yeah. yeah
1: which man the last what ama magazine or whatever he's got a whole spread in that deal man i saw that yeah i mean how cool is that
0: i mean yeah you do big things you get
1: recognized for it that's it right, right. play <laughs> right. stupid games win stupid prizes right? <laughs> well yeah. no wait that's that's not no wrong when, wrong saying yeah. brother <laughs> when, when keeping it real goes wrong no that's
3: not it either <laughs> shit just,
4: yeah. a, just 100, 180 degrees out. right
0: Hey, so let me, let me pause for a second. Casey, what kind of Skydance stuff you got hiding in your little box of ice man, over there?
1: Man, you know me. We've always got Skydance. So I've got, uh, you know, Fancy Dance, which is a staple. That's that's the, uh,
0: that's the one that I tried earlier, and I, I kind of like that.
1: Right. You know, that's the uh, that's the top dog of, of the list. And then we also have some Res Dog in there. How did I go from dog to dog?
0: Wow.
3: Which oh, man boy, does anybody
1: yeah. at the table know what a Res Dog is? A Reservoir Dog? Like, I mean, I think. No, no, no. More like a Reservation.
0: Reservation? Ah. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, is that like the stray mutt that walks from TP to TP and just
1: begs for kibble? I I mean, I I have no idea, but it's probably like a stray dog. Yeah, Yeah, I (laughs) I, I, I was seriously asking, does anybody know what that is? Because I don't, I don't know.
2: Yeah, (laughs) I mean, when you say when you say Res Dog,
0: Reservoir Dogs, first thing that comes to mind, you know, Mr. Blue, you know, yeah, we we go
1: there. Which which all of his beers are uh, Native American inspired themes. You know, which he is the first Native American brewer in uh, our area, Oklahoma City. So, nice. you know, they, they all carry carry that stuff. So <laughs> I have no idea what a res dog is. I asked him one day, and he was like, man, it's kind of like a stray dog. I was like, oh, okay, cool. And that was all it was. Fair enough. Yep. Watch, I, watch Brood with Hustle podcast. I think he goes yeah, into if, it a little if, bit more.
3: If you want to know more about Jake Keys, watch Brood with Hustle. I guarantee you that guy... Uh, and
0: so, Jake, Jake is the guy that owns Skydance or started yep, Skydance.
3: Yes. So
1: Jake, he's on Skydance Brewery. Yep. Huh.
3: He is He is top-notch, I mean, when it just comes to all of it, including a brewmaster. So,
0: yeah, he's just an all-around pretty sharp dude. Absolutely. I mean, I'm not even mad. Like, a lot of the local stuff that's popped up over the last couple of years, like what you're drinking on that Oso oh Bueno. Yeah, this I mean, is great. Same thing. Same <laughs> thing. I mean, it was a local bar, they had a brewery that popped up, you know, like 10 minutes from the shop, like two minutes from the shop that I worked at, rather, and... It was like, hey, we get together on Tuesdays and Thursdays. Come out and check it out, and it's a bunch of guys in their mid-thirties that decided they wanted to start brewing beer. And well, here we are,
1: man. That's what this guy did, and he did everything out of a two-car garage for years and years and years. And this guy went full full tilt and had like eight taps built into his wall in the kitchen because the garage was on the side of the kitchen or whatever. <laughs> so, dude, you could go over there. Is he man. Single. Well, he was then. <laughs> you know? was say, no, right. no
0: wife is approving of bar taps well, in the wall. Well, you know,
1: when you start opening a brewery and start building a place and break down and things like that, the women come apparently because he, he's he's kind of hitched up and, and going now. But, I see uh, that. Does he still have taps in the kitchen wall? Probably. Well, now he's got a brewery. He doesn't have to have them in his kitchen wall. That's not the point. Like oh, when I know. When your friends come over I, yeah, to your house, yeah, it's like, it. hey, just go get the tap in the kitchen. Pick but man, poison. It, it was so cool. You go over there and, you know. Man, uh, I need a growler of that. I need a growler of that. You know, and man, take it home and drink it in a couple of days and have to go so, back. You know, <laughs> speaking of growlers, you yep. think
0: you could maybe like find a way to hook me up with a growler or two to send
1: back to Houston with me, man? I don't know if I can do a growler, but we can go right over here to uh, on cue and get you. Uh, whatever oh, I so think. like a yep. they, they, it's one yep. of those that's, you know. Yeah, he's gone. He's gone big time. You can pick it up at the normal store and everything. Yeah, but it's limited to Oklahoma. Yes, yeah. yes, it's definitely. See, we, have, to
2: we haven't got hooked right up
0: now. with anything,
1: right? Everything's in state right now. Damn it! See, he, he <laughs> needs
0: to he needs to find a way to nudge one of those like craft breweries that's gotten big, like Carboc. So right. I think Eleven Below hooked up with Carboc, and now Carboc distributes them. So they're kind of making their way out to anybody that distributes Carboc.
1: Well, man, right now he's making moves. So I don't know if that's something that's coming through the pipeline. Because
0: I'd like to be able to find Happy Dance in Houston. That'd be that'd
1: be nice. Yeah, that's man. And when I handed that to you, you're like, man, I really don't like IPAs. I'm like, ah, eh, we're going to drink this one.
0: Yeah, and like, yeah. You know, I'm, not, I'm not even <laughs> mad it's not super hoppy. It doesn't no, have a No, no,
1: it's good. It's real good. Now, I gave one to my dad the other night, which he's kind of a – he likes Mexican beers. Yeah. He drank about half of it, and he was like, man, I just don't know if I can finish it. i like, I understand. I understand. That was, I know where you're at.
3: That was one of the conversations that we had before we started this deal tonight is the fact that I wasn't a beer guy, not in the slightest. And, uh, you know, with... Poor with,
1: Clint's getting twisted, man. I'm sorry. I'm bringing you down. Yeah.
2: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We're <laughs> going to destroy Clint. Uh, Bad with, influence.
3: With Jake and everything, you know, uh, I like his beer. That's just kind of where it's at.
0: And so that, that that's exactly it. Finding, finding somebody that, you know, knows what they're doing and does it right and does it proper.
3: Oh, absolutely. But it's like that with anything, whether it be flying airplanes or... or in the hobby or you know just existing as a
0: human you know you got to be a decent person well yeah but with beer like i mean you start designing beer and it's like you know i like the taste of this but is this person gonna like the taste of it you know i mean beer is you know that's one of those things that's kind of personalized and
1: right well man one of the ones that he made uh one of one of the first ones he made it was a recipe that his dad actually came up with and it was a it was an oatmeal stout and Ooh. that that has always been my favorite beer that he's made and until he started making fancy which I still you know it's summertime that's a summertime beer That's Stouts a, yeah, more it's of definitely a winter beer but but um we were um, we drank that for years and he uh, you know finally decided hey I'm going to go to one of these brewing competitions and see what's up it won first place
2: you know <laughs> at, at a
1: very big one he's like I think I'm going to start making beer and he started that journey probably 8 or 9 years ago and he's building a, a brewery in Bricktown right now, which to everybody else in the world, they have no clue what that is, but Bricktown is downtown Oklahoma City. That is the spotlight of our area.
0: That's kind of what I figured if he
1: was going to build it in the middle of downtown somewhere. Yep. Oh, yeah. We got an event center attached if, to it and all kinds of stuff. He's if you haven't been to Bricktown,
3: time. before you leave, go to Bricktown. Just cruise Reno right through it.
0: Very
1: well. It's no Austin or anything, but it's pretty damn cool.
0: Hey, man, yeah. <laughs> Austin, Austin is a strange place. It's cool. There's good food there, but... Good barbecue. I, yeah, I mean, man, I don't know. You got to come to Houston, bro. I, I, I can show you good food in Houston. I, uh, I know there's good food in Houston. I grew up in Houston. But, I mean, <laughs> Austin, like, the only reason I'm going to Austin is going to be for, like, Top Notch Burger or... And if, if you guys don't know, Top Notch Burger is off of, I think, Burleson or something like that on the uh, east side of Austin. That's where uh, Dazed and Confused was filmed.
1: Right. Which my main draw to Houston is probably music. Or not Houston. Austin. Austin? Austin yeah. is probably music. Man, South you by know? Southwest is like the best they got going over there. Man, but they've got a bunch of cool stuff going. In. Man, it's totally the, the, you know, Tennessee of the, of the central. Like, no. As far R-O. as music. No, I'm not saying it's the same. I'm just saying for uh, the central a, area.
0: I mean, yeah, but, I mean, like, you go to Austin, and, like, you can't tell if that dude stole his pants from his sister or if he, like, he bought those in the <laughs> men's section, you know?
1: Hey, man, artists are a little bit different, dude.
0: Hey, no, dude, we, we can, we can, I can take you to Austin and we can play a really fun game. We can play a really fun game. It's called.
1: No. (laughs) Calm down over there, Tommy. (laughs) (laughs) Like like I said, yeah. Last time something went down like this, uh, somebody was trying to get me to go down to Uncle Touchy's naked puzzle basement. All right. That's all (laughs) I'm trying to say.
2: It puts the lotion on its skin.
0: (laughs) Uh, So did
4: did you go to the basement or not?
2: (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> no, man. I, I, I hate puzzles. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> you see,
0: Casey Casey looks like the guy that's not stupid. He's like, no, no, show me the puppy and the candy, bitch. Have that. That's, that's ain't right. My
1: first that's right.
3: Show me the puppy and the candy. Man, these guys.
1: Hey, as long as it's not kittens and ice cream. <laughs> oh, Casey's got a soft spot. I don't like cats.
0: Cats are half in, man. Yeah, Cats are evil.
1: I think it's time for a break
3: time for a break
1: we're gonna have to get this back on the track
0: <laughs> yeah. yeah we'll be right
1: back <laughs> no more derailment.
0: <laughs> oh you're, sti- you're gonna do it yeah well welcome back man we're we're here uh i i'm the stranger danger from houston and uh hanging out with these guys from the scrap pile having a good time kicking back a couple of cold beers from skydance
1: Dude, that's funny, dude. The guest totally took over the welcome back. I like it. <laughs> Let him. He can do it. Yeah, that's hey, all right. You know
0: what? We're missing the resident ball buster. Like, I look forward to hearing Larry bust on you guys. Oh, man. And now that he's sitting on the couch just laying up at the house, somebody's got to take over. Well, that's okay. I
1: mean, Hey, uh, I'm glad you're here to fill in, man. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's kind of like, man, I mean, it's kind of like a family reunion kind of, man. We got a studio full of people and, you know, I mean, I've only known this guy on, like, Facebook and stuff. but I've known his brother for a little while. Dude, this is cool, man.
0: Yeah, I mean, this is the first time that I, like, I mean, I've run into Clint at North Dallas RC at their uh, event last summer. Uh, talked with him for a bit, hung out for a bit. Uh,
3: yeah, it's not like we got to, you know, just hang out and shoot the shit. You're hanging out with your people and your dad, and I was hanging out with my people and my dad. And, yeah,
0: you we know. Did. we just kind of crossed paths, you know, and it was kind of funny because my dad was like, "Hey, I'm going to the." faa training facility in okc and well i was like hey I, I know people there like i can i can hook you up with them and y'all y'all get to be cool and then that way i can get to be cool with them and then you know we just see where it goes from there and well now here we are these guys have gone off on a tangent and decided to start a podcast and well now here i am sitting with them drinking a cold beer uh
3: you know that it's one of the most fun things that uh I've ever done is start this uh, dealing with some of the people. I mean, dude,
1: it's crazy. Know, uh, it's actually absolutely. Great. I mean, you, you right. guys
0: are getting hooked up with some of like the top names in the RC that everybody is like going after right now. I mean, you're getting hooked up with Buddy RC. You
1: got Jason Duran from ZDZ and A Power Lipos. And let me tell you, it's not like we're beating these guys up, going, "Hey, man, this is what we got going on." Which I will say, they're not seeking us out either. But it's been a relationship that we built online,
0: right? Well, know? I mean, but and that just goes to show that social media is a double-edged sword right it can either divide people or it can bring them together i mean they, look i mean i met you guys through social media and now here i am seven and a half hours away from home hanging out right, right.
1: yeah i mean it, it, it's kind of crazy how the whole internet works and and all that stuff i mean this isn't like aol days you know no, back when goodness. dialing up was going on and
0: kicking your mom off the phone right well no man i'm talking <laughs>
1: about i'm talking more about you know uh talking to old ladies in other states and them sending you lobster and stuff you know? oh yeah <laughs> you know, the, good, the good old days you know poor
3: jason over here he's, he's losing his mind
1: i'm not even sure what that means well, man, we used to dude i used to have a buddy and i mean really it was dial up it was horrible internet it would took you know it took minutes to send and receive a message.
0: You know, so I, I got to pause for a second. It, it's kind of funny that Casey had no idea that even though me and Clint had talked, he had no idea that I was coming up to OKC this weekend, regardless of whether that float fly was going to happen or not, that me and Clint had talked about. I think it's going on, what, uh, late October now? At yeah, Henrietta? late October, October
1: yeah. 17th, yep.
0: So, you know, it's funny that you have two guests sitting here, both of which are from Houston. Correct. That oh, they have yeah. never met before. Like Jason is a transplant up here to OKC to work for work and I come up here to visit because
1: my dad is working up here once again for the FAA as well. Well, man, this isn't the first time the stars have aligned on this deal. I mean, it's it's actually crazy how it all works out and how, I mean, seven parts of Kevin Bacon, right? You know, everybody, everybody knows everybody within seven people that they know. And it's this community on one hand got bigger, but also got smaller. On, yeah, on, I mean, I mean, it's know. crazy
0: that he's from Houston, and, you know, we've been involved in the RC community since, you know, I mean, my dad moved to the to the Houston area in the 80s, and he's been in the RC for, you know, I mean, since, you know, what, since early 90s, you'd say, probably as a kid? Uh, no, about 2003. Okay, so, yeah, I mean, he's been involved in it. You know, my little brother was big in it. That's when he was working at Larry's Hobbies, and, you know, my dad was still kind of in it, and... We never crossed paths, but now here we are, you know, 15 years later, and we're right. here on the same podcast. Absolutely.
1: Yep. And I, I'm, a, I'm a newbie to all this stuff, man. I've been in the hobby for, man, coming up in November will be six years.
0: I, I, I'm right there with you. You know, I mean, I've been in the RC hobby. My dad's been in it since the 70s. I mean, he's still got the original Jemco Texan that he built back in 77, 78. Right. But uh, I was never really into the air stuff. I was always into the ground stuff. And then... You know, I got out of the race cars because don't ever turn a hobby into a career. It just screws everything up for you. Right. (laughs) Got away from the race cars, and I found the guys from Flight Test, and I was like, hey, I can do this. And so I wadded up a whole bunch of dollars of foam trying to figure it out. And now here I am flying giant scale everything, and I've got people dropping stuff off at my house. says, hey, make this work, and uh, call me when it's done.
1: (laughs) Right. Man, here's my deal on RC cars, since we kind of touched on that. This is the RC scrap pile. (laughs) <laughs> wait what was i gonna say man no i'm just kidding dude so <laughs> did, did,
0: I, did he get a hold of you too bad right
1: no 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 i got uh i've got a couple of rc cars right but i can get in a real car and go drive it whereas at this point in my uh career i can't get in a real airplane and go fly it. but so that but, was my draw to rc aircraft for sure but,
0: but here's the here's the thing i mean same thing you can get an rc car and you can blast that sucker off a curb at 60 mile an hour and you wake up the next morning and you feel just fine oh
1: man i got the same,
0: same thing with a model airplane you know you can get up and you can stuff that sucker into the ground like a lawn dart and you walk away from it you wake up the next morning and you feel fine you can't do that in a real airplane if shit goes south it goes south in a hurry right <laughs> i mean <laughs> like, like, deal. like really in serious i mean it's sobering thought but i mean the the, the king air that went in it uh what Wiley post last year, that was 17 seconds from call out to take off, to the time that he was blasted into that hangar in a fireball. Damn, 17 seconds is all it takes for it to go to from okay to oh shit.
1: Man, how did you turn this conversation to that? I'm scared right now. (laughs) Well, I mean, mean,
0: but 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 you know,
1: (laughs) I'm I'm really scared.
0: Comparing RC to the real thing, this guy comparing rc to the real thing
3: <laughs> this guy yeah, how weird. did we how did we do that we're rc cars
0: our, we, are
1: cool flaming fireball death but
0: we're but we're comparing rc cars today we're, we're comparing rc to the real thing you know i mean ah. rc doesn't have that death factor associated bullshit with it. like you,
3: you have you have his you have jason's turban hit you yeah you're done
0: yeah, well, I mean, yeah, that's like getting hit by a Nissan Sentra at like 300 miles an hour. You're not going to feel it, though. It's lights out. It's instantaneous. And that's fine. It's still dead. Yeah,
1: I mean, but yeah, that's lights out. And let's not add helicopters into this mix. Uh, I, oh, yeah, man. Those, yeah. things just, those things are just sketchy, dude. Uh,
0: I mean, that's that, that, that that's a six-foot Ginsu knife at oh, like man.
1: 2,700 RPM. I mean. Super Ninja 5000 coming for you.
0: I'm out. Uh,
1: I don't I'm need running. no flying lawnmowers around I am here. running. Yeah. That's exactly what you're talking about. Flying a lot more. I own a helicopter and I do plan on flying it. You know, I've flown under it a couple of times. Yeah, it's sketchy, dude. It's sketchy. I'll be
3: under the canopy. You have
1: fun, dude. I'm scared. Yeah, well, like, shit. Like I'm that, sitting in the
3: truck. Uh, no, like the other day when uh when old dude was trying to fly that styrofoam jet deal. Oh gosh. Uh, I couldn't get far enough under the canopy. I'm out. Yo, no, not Dude. you were there. Yeah, no, oh yeah. I mean, yeah. no. I bet
1: everybody's got somebody <laughs> at their field that is just like, oh, he's flying. I'm getting behind or under something. Hey, sure. so we, we, we got a group of guys at our field. Man, they don't. They, hey, don't help. sell them out too hard. They might listen. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I, yeah. I, no, no,
2: I, no. I,
3: hold on. I, say it one more time. Just say, man, one more time.
1: Man, hello, Kerry Howard. What's his initials?
3: carrie howard yeah okay <laughs> anyways so, go ahead
0: i i i didn't even i i'm, I'm not even gonna take it there but let's just say that i wish i could wipe my ass with 20s like they do oh boy and, and you know i am quite thankful that they lied diesel and not jet a because of the flashpoint
3: well uh I mean, I,
0: I, I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to leave it at that. No, well, I, I, I'm going to let your creativity run. But yeah. Jason, how much you got in a single jet? Probably about with, with 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 wet fuel, not dry, not not a battery, wet fuel. How much you got in it? And and, and don't, I know your wife might listen. Oh, man, that plane's probably about you got probably what eight ten 10K in it.
4: Oh, no, my plane's only
0: around uh, twenty seven hundred, maybe. How you pull that off? I mean, a, a King Tech seventy. I mean, that's that's a two thousand dollar engine. Negative. It's about 1600 bucks, sixteen hundred bucks, 1700 bucks, almost two thousand I mean, dollars. I'm three hundred
4: dollars. And or excuse me, three hundred for the airframe. About but, another, but that
0: was that was, was second hand. Was it built? Not, it was second hand. It was not built. But I mean, you just said you paid six hundred bucks for that tube. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Yep. So I mean, you've got you've got five k in it easy. No, definitely not three. Yeah, Max. three, three yeah. k. Yep, yeah, like I said, twenty-seven to three. That's about yeah. And so you, you're on the low end there. I mean, there's a lot of guys that have 40 oh, k in their jets. But he can have absolutely.
3: He can have three, four. He can have three or four of those, like he has, for one of those ten thousand dollar. You know, I yeah. mean, I, I, I'm at that point. I go quantity over you know one.
0: I know, guys. Quantity here. over quality, always, man. They give yeah. you so. That gives you more options to crash in a day.
2: <laughs> yeah. I well, mean, I, I'm the, just saying, the goal is not to crash,
0: <laughs> man. I was, I was at a field in Houston, and there was a guy that was flying. It was a foam jet of some sorts with a K45 turbine. Okay. I, I want to say it was a K45. It might have been the Zykoi, but I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure he said it was King Tech. Okay. And he said, Man, that's why I fly these. It's a ninety millimeter or an eighty millimeter free wing F twenty two. He says, I got a spare airframe. He says, If I stuff this sucker, and he says, I can rebuild it and be flying it within the hour. Well, you know, I so mean- I mean, yeah, you've got thirty five hundred, four thousand dollars in running gear, but you've got a three hundred dollar airframe. Yeah. So there's there's no attachment to like a a five or six thousand uh, dollar BVM or a five thousand dollar carf or something like that. Now, granted, it's smaller, but once again, here we go. I'm I'm going to go ahead and I I'm <laughs> going to beat the dead horse: electric versus wet fuel, and you know, two and a half minutes on an EDF or uh, he's right, eight minutes on a on a caro burner twelve. Like, I mean, and we got we got Jason over here that's rocking 12-minute flights, and that's conservative from now, what he's saying, you know?
1: No, I've just kind of started venturing into the EDF kind of deal. All right. Well,
0: just 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 stop, and well, Jason over here needs to go ahead, and he needs to get certified <laughs> to be able to write people off on a well, turbine Well,
1: no, waiver. no, no. Dude, I ain't got no money to build no turbine. What are you talking about, <laughs> dude? He's talking over here three grand. I'm like, dang, that's like every airplane I got put together, you know? I Dude. mean,
0: I've got I've got that sitting in my living room right now. That's that's. Oh,
1: oh man, when I go to the flying field, I take generally something that I like and a burner. I mean, and, I mean I'm gonna, <laughs> and I'm gonna fly the shit out of the burner, and I'm gonna put a couple of flights on the shit I like. You, you know, know? Yeah, and see that that's where, you, that's where you're you going a burner. Right? Like,
0: <laughs> I've got an airplane that I absolutely love, and it's the Hangar Nine Ten CC Valiant. I'm on my second airframe. Okay, I bought the first one second hand, plug and play. Uh, electric setup and I was told it was a four cell setup I flew it on six ended up settling on five cells I'm getting eight to ten minute flights out of it it makes great power right uh, I actually flew it I I, I know you guys RC scrap pile some of these guys have probably you know multi listeners they probably listen to the roundtable podcast as well and Fitz has the 10 CC valiant setup he did the review for Model Aviation or Model Airplane News, right? and his is set up with the Evolution 10 CC, and we flew them side-by-side side about 30 minutes before I stuffed version one. Right. <laughs> and
3: How did you stuff
0: it? Uh, well, let's just say that when your 15-mile-an-hour headwind drops to zero, your inverted pass at quarter throttle goes south real quick. Oh. I will say that I was 100% committed and I flew that fucker all the way to the dirt. Whoa. Wide open, wide open power and giving it down elevator to try and push the nose up, all it did was snap it and it went in nose first hard. I crashed it on a Saturday. I had a new one on my front door on Tuesday. I got a I got a quick question for you. And I flew it that weekend. I had a quick question for you. How many aircraft have you personally scratch built? How many per, aircraft have I personally scratched built? Like, are we talking, like, from Balsa or from foam or just whatever? It either, but not a kit. Just an airplane you wanted and you built it. I've scratched built just about everything that Flight Test offers at least once. Some okay. more than one. And I have got a Lazy Bee kit cut from scratch. But I have not gone any further and you know it's a damn shame. I cut this kit. I I take all the time. I bought a bandsaw. I bought a scroll saw. I bought a drum (laughs) sander. I bought all these tools. I bought I borrowed the forms from a buddy to do the wingtips and everything like that for this lazy bee. Okay. And then Clancy Aviation's like hey guess what we're gonna start re-kitting these airplanes. And it's like you son of a bitch.
3: <laughs> that is that is actually one airplane that I would like to put together. Well, lazy
0: <laughs> hey, Bee, yeah, Clint. I'm going to go ahead and tell you that, like when my dad was flying back in the day, you know, when I was a kid, I was you know eight, ten, twelve years old. I had a fascination with the B series airplane, <laughs> and I never really did anything with it. You know, I always told my dad I wanted a Lazy Bee, but we never moved on it. And we, you know, we flew this and that, and then I got more into cars. Well, when I got into airplanes. Five and a half years ago, six years ago, I went on a bender and I collected every Clancy kit that was ever made. So I have one of every Clancy kit that was ever made at the house. But with the plans, I'm going to scratch it over building the original Clancy kit just to keep the original Clancy kit. You know, just like I've got an original Lou Andrews Aeromaster and I completely cut all the parts for a new scratch kit for a Lou Andrews Aeromaster. But, you know, once again, parts are rubber banded together and that's where it's at. You know, I, I, I have I have more irons in the fire than I'd like to admit. Uh, I've got... But but those are airplanes that somebody else designed.
4: You cut out the parts for them.
0: Yeah. How many planes have you designed and built? I have not designed anything. I don't... Well, I lie. I took one, and I took a basic wing that Flight Test had designed, and I used that as a starting point, and I okay. designed something similar to an Ultra stick. Okay. And it was different, and it didn't have the intended or desired results, but I flew it until it flew no longer. Okay. Uh,
4: the only reason I brought it up, uh, I think that scratch builders have a little bit different mentality. People that design their airplane and build it, they, I, I for lack of a better word, respect their airplane a little bit more.
0: Oh, yeah, no doubt. Like, just, well, yeah, I mean, you've got blood, sweat, and tears into it. Exactly. Versus pulling it out of a box and throwing a little bit of glue at it, and five hours later, you're flying the damn thing.
4: Exactly. It's just a little bit different mentality. Not it's me. Right. I'm scared of all of them.
1: <laughs> no.
0: It's yeah. like, well, no, I mean, and, and as we're talking about that, you know I mean? I've, I've built a few from kids, and I've got a couple of airplanes right now that are – I've got a couple of, of uh, air tractors from uh, – Team Duster, Uh, I've got a pair of 100-inch air tractors that a guy was like, hey, I want a big air tractor, and I want it to look like Dusty from planes. But I don't want the orange and white Dusty. I want the Jolly (laughs) Wrenches Dusty with the the armament and everything. So I went out of my way, and I got a whole bunch of foam armament from, you know, these foam EDF jets that are out there. And I got all this armament, and I got everything put together for it. And I've got these two airplanes framed up, but I'm at a point where I need – Parts. I need engines so I can set firewall depth, and I need cowlings so that I can check firewall depth, and yeah. the guy just went Radio Ghost on me. <laughs> and so I've got these two framed-up air tractors, and, you know, I mean, it's $1,000 worth of wood that I've got, and <laughs> it's just sitting there. I've got wings framed up, and I need to sheet them, but I need yeah. servos before I finish sheeting them, and I need engines before I set firewall depths and everything else like that. I'm to a point where I need parts, and they're just they're just sitting. Yeah. And I, And that was, you know... I've built a, a BTE flying king. I've got a Shrike ten and a Shrike forty that I've built. But that was the first time I'd ever built anything on a crutch. And okay. it it was it was weird figuring out how to build a fuselage on a crutch. But <laughs> once I kinda got the idea of it and I kinda I was like, Okay, well I need to be this high off the table for my spacer to get these formers sitting on the table so everything is square and true. Once I got that figured out, I mean it was it was easy, but building is a whole totally different aspect and it takes a totally different animal than just pulling an airplane out of a box and throwing glue at it. Absolutely. There are builders and there are assemblers and Clint's dad is a damn builder, right? I mean, no, he, no I mean, I, I'm an assembler. And, I mean, I'll be the yeah, first and one I mean, does. I'm not even gonna lie. I mean, as much as I'd like to say I'm a builder, I'm an assembler. I'm a modifier. I'm a changer. I mean, I do have building skills, but I am nowhere near the level of these guys that are in their fifties and sixties that have been doing it for thirty or forty years. Oh, I mean, Kid Bash they,
1: Thomas over there, dude! I just gave you a nickname. You don't even know.
0: I mean, look at it, man. <laughs> like, well, I, I take and put stuff that was not ever meant to be on it and put it together, like. Uh, I've got a, an American Eagle B-17 that I'm working on currently, and it originally had OS-46s on it, and now it's got RCGF Stinger 10ccs on it from Legend Hobby.
1: That's going to be a cool plane. Yeah, yeah, babe.
0: Shit, you, you're telling me it's going to be a cool plane. So, fun fact, I'm waiting on 3D printed parts so that I can solid mount my throttle servos in the nacelles. This airplane's supposed to fly in three weeks at Bomber Field. Right. I hope you're
1: not waiting on me, bro, because I'm I'm not no, gonna be able to help you dude, out.
0: My, my 3D printed parts are getting picked up as of now to go along with the bombs that should be
1: dropped from it. That's awesome. Nice.
3: That uh, and I do agree with you. You know, an assembler and a uh, and a uh, builder are two different things.
0: And and they even look at things differently. Like right. you can it's, like I can look at something differently. Like I have a builder's mentality. I really do. But I look at something completely different like my dad will look at something and he's like well this is not going to work and it's like no you take this apart and you do that and you do this and i think it's a lot to do with the fact that i'm an auto technician by trade right you know, it's, it's all nuts and bolts and there's a way to make everything work absolutely
3: you know it's like it's like jason you know i think that uh he he took a lot of time and a lot of effort you know yeah that airplane was a kit, but he had to finish it and he took a lot of time and a lot of effort to convert it to turbine to make it reliable.
2: Well, and, it, I mean, and even make it so. work
3: right, you know, and I understand what he's saying 110% also. And that's like all, all our big stuff, you know, I could fly it and beat the shit out of it, but it's dumb to do. You know, I've got one airplane that I probably fly way harder than I should. Is it one of the hooker bikes? <laughs> no, that green D7 oh, as, that far green as, D- as far as the
0: World War One stuff. Well, I mean, but if you put hold my beer in German on the side of an airplane, you kind of, I mean, that, that puts out a facade for that airplane. And you've got to kind of hold up to that. You've got to be like, hey, I've got to, this airplane says hold my beer. I've got to make it look like you need to hold my beer to fly this thing. Right.
1: You know, so. And man, uh, I'm so sad right now. Why? Because I found out today that I'm not going to be able to make Apache Pass. And well, I, I felt this was one of those times that you were taking the green D7 and you said, you're going to fly this. I'm Casey, like, you're All fired. Right. Dude, I don't. Hey. You're fired. I mean, I'd, I'd fire myself. But unfortunately, money, you know, you got to kind of chase the money. You know, you got to pay those house <laughs> payments that. and everything. True so that. You get, a, you-, you get a job that comes up, you got to take it. <laughs> We've Uh-oh. Got up
2: over there. Please.
1: Oh gosh! Slam the phone on the table. Oh, that Seriously. was
0: loud. Damn. I see what you mean now.
3: Right. It's just what it is. One of
1: these days, I'm gonna get an insulated table, so we don't have to worry about this. But so I'm on such a bare bones. You're not budget, gonna. You're not gonna, gonna to make Apache Pass. I'm no, not gonna make it, man. I not. I just found out yesterday. It,
0: man, that's disappointing, dude. Because like I've gone out of my way to make arrangements to be what? able to kind of work it to be able to pull off making Apache Pass.
1: Well, man, here's the deal. So the show will go on.
3: Yeah, if you need a if you need a bed, well,
1: you know what? I
0: might I might actually take you up on that and still go ahead and I I take Casey's spot,
1: which we've got. Uh, oh, nice. We were generalist. God, I can't even talk, man. Spit it out, Casey. Come I know on. I'm it's, a, a it's not a dick. Don't choke on it so hard. Whoa! Gosh, damn, man. Zing! Wow! Freaking new guy over here.
3: Right down the gutter. Hey, you know what? Two just- seconds
1: earlier said I want to take your spot. And then he says, "Don't choke on it."
0: <laughs> hey, I'm,
1: hey, I'm, you're not I'm, earning your ranks here, son. Ain't no, ain't <laughs> no, <laughs> room, ain't no room for quitters. <laughs> but no, we do uh, because of a generous, generous listener. Man, we do have a mobile rig now, so there will be a podcast that is. I heard about that. The guy from the UK, the like you know, all places, yep. like a guy from the UK hooked us up, man, and we damn sure appreciate that guy.
0: So I gotta say, Clint. So is this the the prop from Terry? Yes. So, you know, I've heard that he does good work. I've never seen anything <laughs> firsthand. Terry Wiles is a bad hammer Dude, that matches that airplane,
1: like, perfect. That Absolutely. is nice. I like it. That, is, man, here's that what, is perfect. Here's what's funny, man. Jason did the first thing that anybody that's ever done paint does. He feels to see if he can feel the graphics. <laughs> in. That, that was a, I watched him. I do paint, the first thing he does. I know. <laughs> and do you feel those graphics? No. No, nice. no,
0: it's good. So, But, like, on the backside of that blade,
1: you should have totally had him put hold my beer.
3: No, I didn't want to mess with all that. that
1: ah. I got a vinyl plotter. We can still make that happen.
3: Right. That that's, is nice. So I like it. So that, that, uh, uh, I've got to work on that airplane a little bit, and it, part of that is get this prop drilled and ready to put on it.
1: Man, hopefully Terry so, Wiles is listening because, man, that's you do some super stout work, sir. I mean, I, shit,
0: Corey's got a prop. Well, had a prop that he bought for his pilot yeah. uh, extra or edge that he had. In the big, beautiful doll scheme, and that matched pretty on point. Yeah. What do
3: you mean, had?
0: <laughs> I think he sold that airplane.
1: Uh-oh. Oh, He's shaking man. his head. Yeah.
0: From from what I understand, I think he sold it off to some snake dealer guy. And,
1: snake dealer. Geez. Yeah,
0: he traded it for a handful of cash and a reticulated python.
3: A snake?
0: Well, he, he sold the airplane, I think, from what I understand from like the cash that he had in it. But I was like, really? You traded it to a snake dealer and you didn't, like, con him out of a python? And he was like, no, no snakes. And I was like, no, you need a python, dude.
1: No, I'm kind of with Corey, man. No snakes.
0: No, dude, snakes are cool, man.
1: <laughs> man, snakes are cool in the wild when they're eating stuff that, that uh, bothers me, you know. But, like, in my house? No, nah, thanks. I appreciate hey, it, man.
0: Yeah, you'll have a rat problem. I don't have one now. I got a cat. I got to
4: agree here. No no, one the snakes. Yeah. No.
0: No, I'm not hey, watch the sandbag, man. Oh
1: man. Like Indiana Jones. why no. does it have to be snakes? There's like wings everywhere, dude.
3: I know. What the hell?
1: We got edible wings, flying wings.
3: Lots of wings. <laughs> but uh, you know, uh yeah, Terry Wiles does a does a badass job. He's a Falcon dealer. That's a Falcon carbon. I mean it's a nice prop.
4: So. Oh, it's beautiful.
3: You know, I'm I'm really looking forward to uh to flying it and just looking at the airplane with it on it. It'll I mean, be a fun it, it, deal. It's
0: cool to watch that airplane roll about seven, eight feet and go straight, <laughs> straight vertical. Right
2: up, yeah.
3: <laughs> it, it it it's cool to do it. I mean, you know, it's just it we built that airplane kinda with a purpose. It's a completely stock airplane. But, you know, it's got some horsepower on the front of it. So Well, I
0: mean, it's 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 Houston stock for anybody who's familiar with the car scene. I mean, it Houston isn't. stock is, you know, you tell somebody, oh, yeah, it's stock, but it's got a big old bump stick and a 300 shot of nitrous.
1: Right. It ain't an RC scrap pile show unless we talk about a D7 going straight up.
0: Right.
2: Yeah. <laughs> I'm right. just saying.
0: <laughs> I mean, they, that airplane, like, I mean, if you haven't seen it, then you're missing out.
3: Man, I don't know. You know, it's kind of one of those deals. It's been around for about three years now. I mean, I think it's. it's well,
0: Yeah, okay. Well, yeah, rather, you got to be like Dallas or further north because I don't think you've ever drug it down to Bomber Field.
2: No.
3: I mean, I've never been to Bomber Field.
0: Well, that's where you're screwing up. Like, you've got three weeks, dude. Like, I don't think you understand. It's September 17th through the 19th. It, it, uh, it you is,
3: know what screwed me up this year? Inventory at work.
0: No, no, no! You sold your house. That's what it is. No,
3: no, no! Seriously, we had talked about coming down there, and inventory at work screwed me up this year. Is it's the seventeenth? Okay, that's a that's a be there or be fired deal. Well,
0: okay. Well, the seventeenth is the start. That's like the Wednesday or Thursday.
3: No, 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 no. The, It's that Saturday. No, the, the the Saturday of Bomber Field is my inventory.
0: Well, that's the that's got to be like the nineteenth or something like that then. Right. Yeah, that, that sucks. Like, yeah, inventory d- on a Saturday? Who does that? We do. Because that's,
3: <laughs> that's the least amount of business. I mean, we're, dude, if you walked into my business and you saw what we do every day, you'd be like, oh... No wonder this guy has a drink, you know. Can, can your parts <laughs>
0: guys keep up? Like, do they actually get stuff delivered on time? You know, you ain't got technicians standing in a shop waiting two, three hours for a am part.
3: I'm the shop guy. I'm the guy who takes care of the shop. So no,
0: Clint yeah. is the parts guy. Clint, I'll make you deal. So, you're the guy that I call and cuss out. That's oh, yeah. cool. All right, got it. If you can make it next year, I'll go, too. Okay, I'm so, in. no, no, no. No, no, no. We're going to go ahead and do this now, and every single one of you guys... Including Larry, even though he's not here. Every single one of you guys has got to drag your asses seven hours south and come play with me.
3: I, I mean, it's on my hit list anyways. It's been on my hit list ever since I met Corey and your dad.
0: I mean, it, it's going to be know, one of those things. Like, I mean, it should have been on your hit list 20 years ago. Well, I've been wanting you know, to go for
3: years. I just haven't made it. They, right. they,
0: I mean, it, it's one of those things. I mean, it's iconic. Like Anybody in Southeast Texas knows that Bomber Field is like the Warbird event of September. Like, everybody knows that it is September, you go to Bomber Field. It doesn't matter what warbirds you fly, you don't even have to go to fly. It's just go to watch. I mean, you can have so much fun. There are so many people, so many airplanes, you know, and and it's different stuff. I mean, last year there were 130 pilots. Granted, it was the 30th anniversary, but there's 130 guys there that are wanting to fly their model airplanes, you know. You got full-scale flyovers and everything else that goes along with it.
1: Man, what I hate is I really would like to make way more of these events than I do. But, like, Apache Pass, I am I'm I was sold. I'm done. We're going to Apache Pass. And then I had a big project come up.
0: Well, and, you know, and see, you, you say want to make a lot more events. Like, so, and everybody's worried about their local club dying out due to lack of membership or lack of participation or lack of funds to be able to keep the club going. The biggest issue that I see is, you know, You've got a, a select group of maybe like one or two guys. Like, I'm one of maybe three guys from my club, being the vice president. I'm one of maybe three guys that make as many of these events as I can because the only way that they're going to come out and support your event is you got to go support theirs, too. you got to show up to their field, even if it's just to pay a pilot fee, buy some raffle tickets, and eat a cheeseburger for lunch. You ain't even got to fly. Right. But you show up, and you put a little money into their club, and you show your face, you know, whether it be – 30 minutes down the road or, you know, I mean, I've gone as far as six, seven hours down the road, you know, you go show up and these guys, they come back to your club and they put money back into your club as well. You know, a, a, you've got to, you've got a network and you've got to support the other clubs to be able to get any support back. I mean, anybody correct me if I'm wrong. No, it definitely helps. Absolutely.
3: Well, I, and uh, obviously Casey and Jason and I, we all fly at kind of the same club. Jason, he he hangs out and leans some with those guys which is which is completely great great bunch of guys.
4: Absolutely. Yeah.
3: But uh you know, last weekend was it was two weekends ago. We were all out flying having a great time. And you didn't have to wait for a spot to fly, but it was right next to it. I mean, there was uh there, have there absolute, had to have been 35 people there.
1: There's absolutely been more people at our club field than there has been in the whole five years that i've been in the hobby like when you go out to fly man there's there's always five to seven people and that's just during the week just normal like you get on a weekend where it's a nice day dude there might be 30
4: it's it's hit or miss man last weekend i was out there on saturday i got there at 2 p.m and there was nobody there i was the first one there Oh, which was awesome. I, I, with my 12 minute flight time, I got to fly as much as I wanted
2: to. Right. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, you know, and, and see like our club our our popular days were Wednesdays and Saturdays and, you know, being an auto technician working six days a week, my day was Sunday and I started flying on Sundays and a couple of guys started following me and then a couple of more and a couple of more. And now Sundays is one of our relatively busy days, you know, I mean, it's. You know, fifteen, twenty guys out of our hundred guys that are out there that come out to fly on Sundays, and you know, they're like, "Oh, hey, you know, my phone starts blowing up at seven thirty, eight o'clock Sunday morning. You going flying? Yeah,
1: yeah, I'll be there." Right, <laughs> right. I love you know. We Sundays are usually our days too. Oh yeah. Here lately, we've been trying it. We we've gotten some new stuff, and we've had to go out during the week. <laughs> Yeah, you know. Random Tuesday night. Nothing wrong
0: with that. And so speaking of, you know, new stuff being here, you know, Clint's in the middle of a move, and he told me if I ever come to OKC, I could fly one of his hooker bikes. But man is right, because here I am in Oklahoma City, and he's got one needs carbs and one needs this, and one may fly, but I don't want to be the one to to find out whether or not it does or does not fly. So here I am. I told him. I said, well, you know, I'm just going to beat on your bighorn.
1: I'm all right with that. Bead on the big horn. I like man, that, that just, little big horn. Don't put that in Google. I'm just saying. Yeah, I mean, oh. you, you know, you, you
0: <laughs> might come up. You might come up with them 18 plus sites, but
1: man, man. poor
3: Kerry Howard. He's gonna have an absolute oh, meltdown with this one.
1: <laughs> it, yeah, I don't. I think he stopped counting after we made the T-shirt.
3: <laughs> I don't think so.
1: He he's too OCD. Well, he, well he's keeping it to himself then.
3: Maybe. So, I mean, th-
1: so this dude, and if you don't know, if you go to our uh, Teespring, it's Scrap pile RC, there is a T-shirt that says 110 man, but uh-huh. who's counting? That was made for Kerry Howard, because yeah. in one episode, he counted 110 mans, and he said 95% of those were mine. He took the time
3: to listen to the whole episode to count the
1: man. I saw the notebook that he was taking uh, taking well, tally on.
0: But you you said that like he took it as like you know almost like punishment to listen to it and count it. But you know no, I've no, I, no, I, no. I sat there and after after somebody brought up the man jar, I sat there and counted it you know a couple of times and I was like we say it a lot. I mean you got you guys could fund next week's booze <laughs> off of a man jar. Oh yeah, man.
1: <laughs> Dude, I just said like, it right I mean, then and we, didn't even realize gotta, I said it. It's that bad. <laughs> uh, I mean, welcome to Oklahoma. I guess we say man a lot. I and know. You know, and
0: everything is based off of a Western something or other. We got
1: Will Rogers
0: Airport. You know, uh, geez, I guess, man, man. Think, think about it, a- man, a- 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 man. A- everything, everything, count, everything Gary. is named after. <laughs> a- a- everything is Western themed. Uh, I don't know yeah. what to tell you. What you do?
3: Welcome to Oklahoma, dude.
1: I love it here and, man. and
0: these guys say it's flat Well i tell you what Driving up from Texas I drove through An awful nah, lot a of li- hills There's
1: a inside. little bitty
3: ass hill Right down there About Ardmore
0: Yeah I mean, a little bitty ass hill I'm driving through rocks I was like Well hell This makes a Texas hill country Out in Austin Look like shit no.
3: I, yeah,
4: I don't know damn. Nothing beats Kansas As far as flat I, Right yeah. yeah Kansas is way flatter Than we
0: are but. Yeah Kansas is uh, Like wind and drugs
3: Isn't this the farthest North you've been
0: No Okay I've been to Washington, and,
3: uh... I thought you, like, had this huge ixnay against traveling, and here you
0: are. No, 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 no. I got this huge traveling problem against going, like, places where, like, I'll trade hurricanes for tornadoes, and... Yeah. yeah,
1: I was going to say, you know, when a hurricane's coming through, it's really easy to go, yeah, let's let's go uh, in, I, let's go inland a little bit. You know,
0: here's the thing is like, so I came up here and my little brother's giving me help oh, Man, there's a hurricane that's going to hit Houston. I mean, you know, you should be down there with your family blah, blah, blah. I like, no, I've been planning to go to OKC this weekend. The family's going to survive. We did Harvey, all right?
2: <laughs> we, did, we did
0: Harvey just fine. The wife and kids will just be They'll be perfectly fine for well, 10, man, three days I'm, without I'm, me. I'm,
1: I'm going to have to tell you, if you got a Salt Life sticker on your car, you're going to have to take that off because you evacuated. The hell with that? I I have, I'm just saying, yeah. You know, it's e- it's easier to drive like a jackass with no stickers on the back of your yeah, car. Yeah, I
3: agree. <laughs> Boy,
1: I drove around with a phone number on the back of my car for years, man. It was good fun. Whose phone that. number was it? My phone number. <laughs> Why would you do that? Well, I was trying to advertise for my company. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> advertise you did. Well, man, more of what ended up happening was uh, you get Here a phone go. call and uh, dude's like, man, this guy is swerving all over the road. He's cut me off several <laughs> times. I'm like, huh. Is he he driving a blue Mustang? Yeah, that's it. And I was like, man, that kid right there, dude. I I can't keep a handle on him, you know. And I'm on the phone driving the car at the same time I'm talking to this person. I was like, man, I bet in about five seconds that dude's flipping you off. He goes, yeah, he did. And I'm like, motherfucker. (laughs) That's pretty
2: good. (laughs) Hey,
1: if you want a good time, put your phone number on the back. I mean, I probably drive like shit. I'm not going to lie, man. But uh, put your phone number on the back of your vehicle, man. You'll have some good conversations. Some people just want to help you out. I have rode with you. You drive slow. Well, I'm older now. <laughs> I'm quite a bit older, you know. Like, way slow. Yeah, I'm I'm a way slow driver. But, uh, dude, put your phone number on the back of your car. It's awesome, man. I've had a guy call me before and say, hey, brother, I'm just looking out for you. Your tag light's out. Hey, I appreciate that. <laughs> You never know, man. Put your phone number on the back of your vehicle. It's good fun. I think I'm gonna pass on that. Man. No, dude, it's dumb fun. <laughs> it's real fun, especially if you're an asshole in traffic.
3: Uh, I see. It would be fun with your truck, you know. Put it like fourth gear when it, you know, and just load it up real good so it blows an assload of black smoke. Oh man, I, if you don't, if you don't I do, do that, that already, and I and I don't have the phone
4: number, I do that for fun, right? Yeah.
1: Yeah, if you ain't in a drive-thru with your truck smoking the guy out behind you, you are doing it wrong.
4: Oh, drive throughs are awesome. They can't even hear when they're ordering.
1: Yeah, oh, dude, yeah. You yeah. got to turn it off to That's forget- awesome,
4: yeah.
1: <laughs> I had a buddy of mine had train horns on his stuff, dude. Oh, God, that was so good. And we were right by train tracks, like where we worked. And every time we went to lunch, man, if you got caught by the train... You're blowing the train horns at the deal, dude. and The guy in front of you almost drives into the train. It's awesome, so, dude. It's the coolest thing ever. Uh, to give that
4: some context, I drive a three quarter ton Dodge diesel with no muffler, so or
1: yeah. straight pipe twenty four valve. Getting it? Well, yeah. man, hey, we were sitting in the studio, and I looked at Clint. And I was like, Jason's here. <laughs> Let's just put it that way. I yeah. can't sneak up on anybody. Well,
3: you you no, can't no, hide. You the, can't even try.
0: You can't hide the sound of a Cummins. Like it, it sounds different and better than any other diesel out there. Well, especially like, hit- and he's got he's got a third gen so or a second gen so it makes second. it even yeah, it makes it even yep. just that much better. Yeah, he's, he's got the good one. He's hit- got the good one. Solid axle, four-wheel drive, like back I, like I mean, like the only downside is like your dashboard is like a uh, brownie brittle, dude. It just falls apart you look at it wrong and it's crumbling.
4: Yeah, I've replaced the top of the dashboard once already, but yeah.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean that—that's the only downside of those trucks. So, like, they're bulletproof. You get—you get a half a million miles out of it, and it's like, come on, where are we going, Dad? Where are we going?
4: Did three hundred and twenty-four. Or 320-something now. And, uh,
0: and those are rookie numbers. You need to pump those up. That's like, like, like 98, 99. rookie Shit, he drove hey. it to Houston
3: like, or not Houston, but wait, Galveston maybe last year? I drove it to Colorado a couple months ago. Right.
0: Well, okay. My old bust is a 07 Silverado, and it's got that active fuel management that everybody absolutely hates, like the very first year for it. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, here I am. It's exactly 420 miles from my front door to my dad's right and talk about a number yeah (laughs) and not a a lick not a lick of trouble dude it is exactly 420.1 miles from my dad's door to mine
1: let's do say 420 yeah okay i was just double checking yeah Yeah, and i i I, I was a little i was a little behind the curve there
0: i i didn't think it was true either but man i mean the trip meter doesn't lie
4: i can go 80 miles further than that on one tank of fuel (laughs)
0: <laughs> I, I, I'm good I'm good Even with the AFM Kicking in I'm good For like 380 miles At 75 mile an hour
3: <laughs> We're gonna We're gonna test The theory next weekend I think we're, uh, Casey and Larry and I Are gonna
2: Are we going load, to Moreland? We're
3: gonna load up These big horns And we're gonna Ride up to Moreland And uh We're gonna see What the old van does hey. Oh
2: goodness
0: You know <laughs> <laughs> Like which old van Like
3: So my, uh, our airplane hauler is like a, a 13 model E350 with a 54 in it, extended length. I mean, it's a it's a good old van. It's it's perfect for hauling airplanes, but you put a trailer behind it and it's done. Without a trailer, it'll do okay. So.
0: You know, I, I've heard that those are hit or miss. You put a trailer behind them, and sometimes they just suck gas, and sometimes they just hang out just fine.
3: No, this one sucks gas. I mean, it literally, you put a trailer behind it over a distance, and it... You can watch the gas gauge move. 200 miles, dude. Oh, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it hurts.
0: <laughs> Should have bought a diesel.
3: Oh uh, Well, it, with the smoking deal we got on this thing, it, it's it's okay. It's it's existed, and it's, it's a good truck, so...
0: You know, I'm not even going to lie. I'm a bow tie guy, man, you know, being an auto mechanic.
1: Yeah, because you like, you like that paycheck because they're always coming in broke. Well,
0: you know, it used to be yeah. Ford, you know. <laughs> you know, you flip Ford backwards and its driver returns on foot. And if you look close enough in that blue oval, there's a small silver circle around that blue oval that tells you that the problem circled from the factory.
3: Oh, here we go. But man.
0: I got to say, man, like Ford's interior and their. Like that five liter, like I I don't know about the EcoBoost trash, but that five liter, man, you you get some miles out of that. Like if I were to buy a new truck right now, me being a bow tie guy, I'd buy a new F-150 with a five liter. Yeah. And that that hurts to say. I, I bet it does. <laughs> it hurts. That, I mean, that, but you know, I I, I I make a killing on bow ties. I make a killing on force right. too, but I make a killing on bow ties too. Well, man, they
1: all got problems. Yeah, they, you know, they, I mean, they they it's like problems. sitting here discussing Spectrum and Fataba and everything like that. It's just yeah, whatever. man. Don't don't get, whatever. Whatever. End. don't get off don't get off into that. Hey, pool. No. hey,
3: we have a first. We have a jetty guy.
1: A jetty guy. Jetty oh, guy. Oh yeah.
0: Well, man, I was, I, I went I to the never... Czech Republic and I'm. Let me tell you. You know what? I ain't never turning back, dude. I mean, so any, anybody that's out there that's played with it, like, it, it is OpenTX software to a certain extent. There is so much that you can do with it that your options are pretty well limitless.
1: And and, well, they, lo- they look good. And, I know and, that. I've know, never held one.
0: I, 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 meant to, I meant to bring my 12 so you guys could play with it. I bought the cheap one. I, I, I went poor boy on it. I bought a DS-12, even though I opted for the fully loaded model that's got... The you know the aluminum gimbals as opposed to the plastic gimbals, so it was still a twelve hundred dollar transmitter when it's all said and done. Good lord! But here's the here's the thing with. But here's the thing with my hundred dollar Tyrannus just got cooler. I'm just saying. But here's the cool thing with the jetty. Okay. Yeah, it's plastic, and it's a 12... It's it's badged as a DS-12, but it's a 16 function. So I have 12 basic functions that can be controlled with a switch. I have four auxiliary functions that can be controlled by another function happening as a logic. Like, hey, this happened, so this is going to happen 10 seconds later. And then...
1: Which I'm not going to bag on Jetty here because I've never had one, owned one, or anything like well, that. But, and then, but dude, and then, and then the thing you could is, have saved some money and got a Tyrannus. But here's yeah. the th- but here's the thing is, if you talk to,
0: there's a lot of guys out there that fly gas giant scale stuff that they wouldn't put a Tyrannus on their gas giant scale for nothing. You couldn't buy them a new pickup truck to get them to put it in it, right. and because they've had problems with gas, and they don't want to have those problems with gas. Well,
1: hey, I will tell you, I've definitely picked up my fair share of receivers because uh, people are like, "No, man, Tyrannus ain't good on gas."
0: Okay, you want to sell your receivers? Well, and and the, and that's exactly the thing. This and you Je- to- but but the, but and you know and I don't know if Tyrannus is the same way, but with the jetty. So even though I'm only a twelve basic function with four auxiliary functions, right? So you think that's oh well you can only drive sixteen servos, the hell with that! I can drive as many servos as I can get in there. I can assign right. I I could have I could have flaps as one function, but I could have seven flap servos. Right, and it doesn't give a shit. I, no. I've got independent adjustment of every single one of those servos as long as I've got an output forward on a receiver.
1: Right. And you get, man, I'm like, on oh my Tyrannus, dude, if you want a 16-channel receiver, you buy two 8-channel receivers. And, a- and, and, and you bind them in double path, and, and you, like,
0: you make them do different things. I'm
1: at 60 bucks for a 16-channel receiver with telemetry.
0: Yeah, I mean, the, you know, the
1: Jetty stuff is a little bit more
0: expensive, but... You know, I don't see guys putting their thirty and $40,000 jets up with a Tyrannus X-9 on the sticks. Well, you know. I mean, these guys are flying DS-16s and DS-24s. Everybody. I, don't even, I mean, I, I'm sorry, but I mean, right. hey, you know, sorry to cut you off, but these guys don't even, they're not flying Spectrum usually. They're flying hey. Jetty. Man, Air when, Futaba, when mean, you come up
1: short, you kind of have to spend some money to make it look like it's I, long. That's you know all what? I'm saying, man.
0: <laughs> so I'm not even—I'm not even going bull- <laughs>
1: to wow,
0: <laughs> wow. <laughs>
2: you
3: know, I—I never didn't, I, didn't I started
0: out with—I started out with a DX6. I bought a DX6 brand new, and I traded it to another fella for a DX9. He was getting out of the hobby. He just wanted something to have to beat around on a couple little plug-and-play models. So I traded him a six for a nine straight out. And then I traded my 9 for an 18 straight out. So I ended up with a DX-18 for 200 bucks essentially. Right. And then my DX-18 acted up, and I sent it in a Horizon Hobby to have it fixed. And that was enough for me because I had another problem with another DX-18 while mine was out being fixed. And I was like, you know what? I'm just going to go ahead and bite the bullet and take my government stimulus and do something fun with it. So I bought Jetty.
1: Right. What's full disclaimer here? I'm a cheap bastard. I don't know if we have ever said that. You know, I think and we've and heard that.
0: But Casey, let me tell you, like I'm, if you if you follow if you follow me out to go smoke later, I mean, you'll hear me squeak. Yeah,
1: yeah oh yeah, man. <laughs> like
0: I, I do not like spending money unless well, I have to. Well, here's
1: the thing: I don't mind spending money, and I mean anybody sitting at the table can vouch for it, dude. I mean, camera gear, computer. I spend, I spend the money where but, it counts, but it's just I get so much value for dollar. That, that's but, that's kind of how I look at the it. Value is, per but the difference is how much
0: gas, how much giant scale do you fly? I don't,
1: absolutely exactly. not.
0: So you don't have three or four thousand dollars in the air at a time. You have three or four hundred dollars. No, in but the I air. will
1: tell you what the tyrannus that I have it has earned my trust, and I have no problem putting that on a three or four thousand dollar plane if I happen to build one. Clint, you gonna sell them an airplane? I gotta see this. Negative. Man, I've had stock Tyrannus out over a mile with a regular
0: receiver. I mean, that's all well and good, but throw an EMI from uh, like a twin cylinder ignition and see what happens. Hey, isolate
1: everything with plastic, bro.
0: I mean, you can isolate all you want, but I mean, shit's still going to happen. No, man. I, I, mean, I really mean think... But, but, but here's, the, here's the thing. Well, here's, we, can, we can all sit here and throw daggers at every brand. Well, no. And at, the, at the end of the day, though, so it you, really 100% comes down to operator error. Everybody that talks about these brownouts are like, right. oh, I had a brownout and my radio failed. My radio failed. If you go back and you look at it and you actually look at the way this person has set it up, I've corrected so many people at our field that have had stuff improperly set up, antennas oriented in the same direction, stuff that just doesn't work for the redundancy that they've got in these airplanes. So if you don't start with a proper setup, you're not going to come out with a good result. And it doesn't matter. I don't give a shit if you're flying Spectrum or if you're flying FR Sky or if you're flying Jetty or if you're flying Groppner. I don't care what you're flying. If you don't take the time to properly set it up and figure out what you're doing proper from the get-go, you're going to have a bad experience. It might not be the first flight. It might not be the tenth flight. But eventually, something is going to happen.
1: And I'm not bagging on any manufacturer no i mean every manufacturer I think this
0: and, is our and, actual first manufacturer debate and you know but <laughs> uh, but as but as far as it goes and clint says it every manufacturer has a place in the hobby it just might not be in my damn hanger okay? right
1: no and i'm with you on so, that it, but man and, 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 what i'm saying is is the the stuff that i have has earned my trust i put it through the ringer as far as what i do and everything like that. And I trust and, it. I, mean, and, I 100% and radio, trust and radio,
0: it. radio choice comes down to, like, pickup truck. I mean, it is a Ford versus Chevy or Dodge. I mean, right, it there. comes down to whatever works for you works for you. So don't Boy, take this. Even though I'm the only Jetty user at the table and we've got a Fataba-Gropner guy and we've got a FR Sky guy and we've got a Spectrum guy, I used to be a Spectrum guy. Well, here's but my
1: point. Ev- every, if everything I were to everything spend, works. No, here we go. If I was to spend ten grand on a radio, that still doesn't mean I'm going to trust it. No, absolutely. I'm going to have to use it. I mean, dude, I'm
0: an auto mechanic. Electronics fail. Right. (laughs) You know.
1: Dude, shit fails. I mean, shit shit works till it don't. Yeah, exactly. You know, I mean, mean, that's all there is to it. But with the equipment that I have and the things that I've done with it, I feel confident in it. And I don't care. I mean, the same guy sitting over in the corner with a Spectrum or or a Fataba or a Grotner. Dude, if you feel comfortable with it, it's the right radio for you. I mean, when you lose confidence in your equipment, you lose confidence
0: in your equipment. Right. The issue that I had is I I had a problem with my 18. I sent it off to Horizon, and they fixed the RF board issue. Uh, They did not fix the scroll wheel. Like, really? You've got my transmitter, and you fixed everything else, but you didn't fix the scroll wheel. Like... Now, granted, I'll give them credit that I didn't go out and be like, oh, hey, by the way, you know, not only am I having a problem with Channel 7 and only Channel 7 on this transmitter, but the scroll wheels acting a fool as well. And it's got a mind of its own. You know, I just said, hey, Channel 7's got a problem. So that was that was the end of it. Hey, you breathe fire it. over there, dog. Yeah. So, I have a, I have but, a Gen but, but, 1 DX-18 also, but See, I've got, never I've got, had a problem and with And it. I've got the Gen 1 DX-18, and I don't know if it was age-related. I don't know if it was firmware-related because, you know, I mean, it could, it could very well be firmware-related. But I had a problem with Channel 7. No matter what airplane I bound it to, the servo had a mind of its own. And I knew it wasn't a servo because it happened on more than one airplane. Well, I borrowed an 18 from a friend that was a QQ model that was fresh back from Horizon Hobby with a clean bill of health. And I bound it to my airplane, and I'm setting up the rudder, and I disconnect the clevis and unscrew it like two turns to center it up and get my linkage set proper. And the orange lights turned on the transmitter. I was like, well, what the hell? Wiggle the six, nothing happens. I cycle everything, and transmitter turns on, and it loads up. But the orange lights never come back on. So okay. I try binding it to a different receiver, and it doesn't bind to anything. It just says, you know, it goes through DSMX 22 milliseconds, and it never bound. Yeah. And at that point, that sealed the fate. I was like, you know what? I'm going to go with these high rollers like, I got champagne taste on a beer budget, man. Like, you know, I, I ain't making these big money like these jet guys that are, you know, flying these $3,000 DS-24s. I'm flying the bottom-of-the-barrel jetty radio, and, like, when you hold it compared to another jetty, it feels cheap, but I'm not a tray <laughs> guy. I'm not. A, it's super lightweight, and that's what gives it that kind of cheap feel. But I don't like trays. I don't like lanyards. And it just feels comfortable to hold in my hands for 10, 12, 15 minutes at a time without having to worry about dropping the damn thing.
1: Yeah. Which, man, we had, uh, what was it, Adam Salt on, what was that, a couple of weeks ago? Yeah. And he was talking about Fly Sky has the fastest protocol of anything out there. I own yeah. a couple of cheap Fly Sky radios. Dude, man, he I, said I'd there's like put, guys all over the world flying these things on $20,000 jets. No problem. I'd like, I'd like to put your Fly Sky code up code. against
0: my jetty. Because it's got like I think they're like twenty fifty six Hall effect gimbals. Right. So on my spectrum on these same airplanes that I was flying on the DX eighteen and the DX eighteen has Hall effect gimbals just like the Jetty does. Now I'm flying to, now to clarify
1: all my Taranis stuff has Hall effect and gimbals. they on have too. the M nine Hall effect gimbals which, and they are beast. Which, I'm not even going to lie, they've got which th- I had to upgrade to. I mean, I had to buy the gimbals and put them in my. But they're like
0: sixty bucks. Yeah, it's cheap. They're cheap. It's cheap. They're cheap, <laughs> cheap. You know, that's,
1: that's my favorite. Ching! I save money. Yeah,
0: and the, and I, I will say for the cost, the M9 Hall effects for the Tyrannos stuff are nice, but you know, so
4: I haven't done anything to my DX18, but it wasn't cheap in the first place. But yeah, right. I mean, paid thousand dollars. So hey, if anybody, you know, here's a,
3: here's a question I have that I heard you say you updated your firmware. Have you ever done that?
4: Yeah, actually, I updated it. Uh, I think last month.
3: Okay, so it's not like you just bought it and flew it
4: i i did when i first bought it but i bought it like the month they came out right but i've updated it I, I think man. two or two or three times since then yeah
3: see that's uh of all the stuff i have when my uh from my futaba to both my Groppners, i've never updated never done nothing
0: <laughs> well you know and so why it, they work i yeah why, I why that. mess with it I, 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 and I that's it. that's that, that that's my exact point and like my 18, I had had for a year and a half. I never updated my 6. I never updated my 9. My 18 only I got updated because it got sent to Horizon Hobby and they replaced the RF board. And when that was there, they updated it and put the latest and greatest on it. And, you know, I never noticed anything different. The only thing that now you going to firmware updates, like with Jetty, their assist receivers have a new firmware update and it completely changed the algorithm they use for the gyros on it. And...
1: Did you I, say gyro?
0: You know, I... Oh, you know, I was just double checking. Yeah, <laughs> I did say
1: gyro. But here,
0: but here's the thing. So I, I deal with some guys that deal with high-end warbirds that, you know, might be top gun competitors, anything like that. And it was like, a, hey, you know, so Jetty makes these gyro receivers. Figure out how they work. And, you know, because the way that Jetty's gyro stuff is set up compared to maybe like a, like a, like a Hobby Eagle or the Spectrum AS3X or the Aura from Flex... It's a totally different animal, dude. And, like, you change this number, and it changes everything, like, more drastic than you expected. Right.
1: So, I I am a... Well, it's basic PID tuning, right? Yes and no. Which, man, I come from a quad background, so that makes sense to me. So, in theory,
0: you think that, well, you've got 20 here and 30 here and 50 here, so that makes your 100% to get your total gain proper, right? Jetty's algorithm doesn't do that. It's it's way weird how it works, but, like, you can change this one, and it barely affects it. But if you go over and change this one 1%, and it's a totally different animal, and it's uncontrollable. Right. Which is why, you know, always on a switch. Turn that gyro yeah, off. Get it out of my life. Get it out of my yeah. life.
3: I don't you need don't, you. you. You don't use a gyro on anything, do you? That turbine doesn't have one yeah.
0: The, the 18 actually does. It has a... You uh, have the AS3000 in it on a power no. safe? Or you you run the AS3X? or No, it's got a, a, a Bavarian Demon. Uh, the Bavarian one. Demon? Yep. Those are awesome, by the way. They, I and mean, I didn't even a lie. The, yeah. the, demons, the, demons, the Demon's nice. That sucker works very well. <laughs> but for the cost, <laughs> man. I mean, there's other options out there. I mean, right now, with you being Spectrum... Like I've played with the AS three thousand on a couple of airplanes and for the cost that you've gotten the, the Bavarian, you could have bought a power safe receiver and yeah, an AS three thousand. I, I don't Okay, think well ever- uh you say that, but
4: maybe I didn't buy the Bavarian Demon. Right. <laughs> well see the, that I change, have, that changes I have
0: friends that,
1: that I can trade stuff with. Right. Yeah. See that's a game Hey, I'm right, right there. there with you. I've got one sitting <laughs> on my desk at home that I've never hooked up on anything that I got in a trade. You yeah. know, but horse yeah. tra-
0: horse trading is the best thing about this hobby. Like, you can you can it take is. something. I mean, like I I have made so many trades for things that I never thought that I would end up with. It's like you know, this isn't it really my taste? But I'll rock it. Yeah, uh,
4: like I said, that that gyro works awesome. But I didn't really buy it. I I kind of traded for it, and it it works very well. It was easy to set up.
0: Uh, the, and I've heard that, that the, the Bavarian stuff is easier to set up than some of the other stuff out there.
4: I actually tried a AS3X receiver on that airplane and didn't like it at all. Uh, I, I switched to the, the Demon. And but how, I, well,
0: how long ago was this, though? This was... As far as the AS3X receiver goes. About six or seven months ago. Okay. Yeah, It might have been some yeah. of the newest stuff. But that, w- that was the thing that I noticed with the Jetty as far as the updating the firmware thing back to that is they had like a 1.03 on it and the algorithm is completely changed for the latest software update for the 1.12 on these assist receivers and it really is a night and day difference as far as like even just having the receiver on a bench and wiggling the receiver to make the servos act it's less I guess you would say like almost animated like it was almost forced jittery over the top beforehand and then once you update it, I mean, it is a whole lot smoother as far as the reactions that it has to moving the receiver.
4: I'll say that the Demon, the Bavarian Demon, works so well that even though I don't think the B-52 will need one by any means, I'm probably going to put one on it just because I can.
0: I mean, yeah, I mean, it, it's on a switch. I mean, you have it or you don't. You don't always have to have so, it So, uh,
1: not trying to make deals in the middle of the show, but if you need one, I got one, bro. Yeah, I got you. Yeah, so, right.
3: So, one of the cool things about... And we hadn't really touched on this with this B fifty two, is he's. It doesn't have ailerons. A real B fifty two does not have ailerons. Am I correct?
0: That's correct. It's got it ha- it's got spoilers. It's got spoiler. Just yeah. like the P sixty one had.
3: Right. So and that's how he's doing this B fifty two. He's got some pictures, and I think they're on on the on the scrap pile page. Of the 3D printed spoilers that he made in the top of the wing.
0: Like, have you actually, on a smaller scale, have you messed with an airplane that only flies with spoilers that deploy? So, actually, I'm planning on building it
4: with spoilers and ailerons. I might delete the ailerons later if the spoilers
0: work well enough. So, there's a fella in New Mexico that has a P-61 Black Widow by the name of Jimmy Kalman. You might holler at him because he's got the P-61, I guess it's a Zeroli plans maybe, okay. that he built with the spoilers. And it does not like turning with just the spoilers from what he said. And see, that's,
4: like, like I said, I was a B-52 crew chief for, or, or mechanic for 11 years of my life. I've talked to plenty of flight crews. They say it flies like a dump truck.
0: <laughs> yeah, it sounds about on, right.
4: On approach, basically, you turn the control wheel, you wait two seconds. And then you center the control wheel after your input because that's how long it takes for the plane to react.
0: Well, but I mean, it's got like a what, like a uh, hundred and fifty foot wingspan? It's
4: a hundred. It's actually one hundred and eighty four. I want to say. Yeah, my bad, like I'm,
0: I'm short shafting this guy over here. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, <laughs> thirty four feet. Yeah, that, I, mean, I, I mean, yeah, I, I mean, that's like trying to move two city blocks. Yeah. Well, well, that's the reason. I in
4: my old B fifty two, the eighty six inch one actually had ailerons, and I had awesome roll control i actually used to roll it um, quite often it's a whole lot of down elevator and people remember the the b52 for that for rolling while i was flying it <laughs> so uh, I, i'm building like i said i'm building this one with ailerons and the spoilers and i'm planning on setting them up to where the the spoilers will work first the ailerons will come in as of, a
0: secondary it's just like a hey i'm not rolling fast enough exactly
4: exactly And then later on, after a few flights, if I decide the spoilers work enough, I can always delete them later. Yeah, I mean, you can put it on a
0: switch. I mean, even with being Spectrum, you know, limited 18 outputs. You can you can, you, you, you can you can still mix them in there
2: to where it, uh, it
0: works. 18 is enough. If you need more than 18, man, you you got issues. <laughs> no, you've got a scale model with way more functions, features, and bells and whistles. Because you got to think, you got two flap servos, two aileron servos, two bomb drop servos, a gear servo, a gear door servo, throttle choke, electric start, ignition, rudder, elevator times two, all those tail servos wheel steering. don't need their own channel though. Not every one of them. Well. Yes and no, they don't really need their own channel, but do you feel comfortable running a whole bunch of y harnesses in your airplane?
4: yeah, because I make my own
0: i mean i do, I do too <laughs> so, yeah. but, you know. <laughs> but but at the same time i mean with with some of these newer servos that are out there that are drawing like super high amperage i mean i harnesses to- are not ideal
1: I have yet to need more than eight channels. <laughs> I mean, now, that, I, f- I fly relatively smaller stuff. That F-18 is nice. I mean, yeah. guys,
0: I, I, I've got 20cc stuff that I've got 11 and 12 channels used on, or 11 and 12 outputs used on, rather. Uh, just the uh, not, not necessarily because I have to, but because, fuck ever, it, why not?
3: Ever, well, like, my Green D7, each, each uh, servo has its own individual channel. Yo, so, so that's I a, have, that's
0: that's eight plus one for the ignition kill. Unless you've got a choke servo on there too, right? That's no nine. choke servo. So you've so, got you've got eight servos in that airplane. Two elevator. No, 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 no. Two elevator, rudder, four aileron, or two aileron. Two aileron. Okay.
3: So two aileron, two elevator, a rudder, and a throttle, and the ignition.
0: So that's eight that's eight channels.
3: Right. Yeah. And, and the smoke, which the that's sm- nine. That's nine. Right. So the smoke's coming out. So we're back to eight, but. I had an ignition. I had a I had an RCXL ignition. Uh, uh, the fiber optic ignition yeah, kill. Yeah. I had one of those kill wa- kill over on me. Man, so, I, uh, you know
0: I the mean, old opti-kill, Gotcha. Yeah. But once again, here we go. Electric parts. Electric parts fail.
3: Right. Right. So well, but also keep in mind, I'm running two ignitions off of it.
0: Yeah, because you've got you've got one for the front, one for the rear. Right.
3: So, uh, when I go back together, I'm gonna put two OptiKills in it. And run them off separate channels and control them from the that's one. That's
0: probably why you had a problem with it was because of the amp draw through it and the current right, draw right. through it.
3: Yeah, and I'm running it on two cell lipo, so uh, on the ignition. So, yeah, I mean yeah. you got
0: you got to break those ignition boxes up, and that's the problem that I'm having here with this B17 is every single one of these ignitions has its own battery input, mm-hmm. and it's got four opticals in it. I've right, got four throttles that I've got to set up. You know, it's i got four fuel tanks. I've got See, Four throttles, not- try eight. <laughs> I mean, but yours is, e- yours is easy. Yours is easy because you calibrate eight ESCs independently, and they're all tied to the throttle channel. And, like, so are you running, like, so that means ESCs, you're
4: going to run... ESCs mm-hmm. don't always start at the same time.
0: Well, that's what I'm saying. You calibrate each one of them, and then you've got to go back and tie them all together on a Y harness. But even then, so they don't start at the same time. They really don't.
4: Uh, well, uh, normally, yes. Uh, I bought one that, uh, a specific brand of ESC, a model of ESC, that you can calibrate the start and stop uh, to your radio. So, I'm going to have to do that eight times. But, yeah, I should be able to, in theory, get them all work at the same, well, t- see, they, they, at the they, same time. see, that's
0: totally different. They, that's totally different monkey than I'm fucking because here I am. <laughs> I've got... Whoa. <laughs> I've got... <laughs>
1: <laughs> this guy went gorillas in the mist on us real quick. Man, holy! Geez, are you holding man. the tail, or are you actually? Well, never <laughs> yeah. mind.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm forticating All right, I, ah. I got, I got a guy that's holding the tail.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I got a guy for that. Corey, get wow. over here. It just turned into a threesome. <laughs> so, holy jeez!
0: So. I've got four carburetors that I've got to get set at exactly the same open point. Oh, absolutely! I've got yeah. four servos that I've got to get to the exact same center point, and I've got to try and sync four gas engines together. Yep. All right, that's a little different than syncing eight electric EDS. That's a whole <laughs> a lot problem. easier. Like, Man. not a problem. I am I am going to end up looking like you when this is all said and done with no <laughs> hair. <laughs>
1: That's Man, entirely in the, possible. In the immortal yeah. words of my wife, "You got yourself into this
0: shit, <laughs> you know, you know, and, 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 you know, bro." Like, I'm not even gonna lie. Like, if anybody, if anybody knows the American Eagle kits, they're a foam core that's balsa sheeted. Well, I want you to tell me how the hell you're gonna get wires from each nacelle back to the center section through a solid sheet of styrofoam ice chest
1: soldering. Solder and iron and a coat hanger, bro.
0: Harbor freight for the win with a 36-inch drill bit.
1: Yeah, you can do that. <laughs> I don't know, man. Every time I've had to poke a hole in foam, man, it's always been like a coat hanger and a blowtorch. But
0: the, the problem is. is yeah, it's
1: horrible. I mean, that's probably not right,
2: but well, the problem,
0: the Casey, the problem with this is I've got 10 inches in between the nacelles. The nacelles are only three and a half inches wide. How do that's I what, get ten inches in there? That's I've what she come said. From, I've got to come from the center section on either side at the outboard rib and drill all the way through. Yeah, that's like what she... I didn't. I'm not even gonna lie. Like, ain't no hair required. I hit the hole that was already there for the throttle push rods on both sides. <laughs> Man, I take...
2: I don't even know what to say at this point. <laughs>
0: Like right. I, 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 I pulled
1: hit, out. Dude said he hit both sides.
2: So all, I, all I, four. I, yeah.
0: I, I'm not. I'm not hitting the bottom, but I will knock all four sides around. Oh jeez. So I, I took and I pulled the original flex cables out that were there, and I do I was, not understand that. But so so go they, ahead. there, there were, there were, a, there was a flex cable run to each nacelle, right. And it was all come back to the center section, and all four engines were operated by one Fataba quarter-scale servo. Wow. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So I took and ripped all the flex cables out, and I drilled a hole from the outboard rib all the way through to the inboard nacelle and ran wires through the foam that way. And everything is wired up. I am quite literally waiting for throttle servo mounts to glue down throttle servos to where they're serviceable should there be a problem. But those inner cells were a challenge. I've got ducted fan fuel tanks in there to clear the landing gear. Did you put a header tank on it? There are no header tanks. I've got an 8-ounce in either outer nacelle, and then I've got an 11-ounce curved ducted fan tank in the inner nacelles to clear the electric retracts.
3: Man, I'd have to have a header
0: tank. You know... Hey, I, part of even it.
3: even just a, one of them little two ounce helicopter header tanks on the firewall.
0: I've got I've got fifteen pounds of shit in a five pound sack as is. There there's no room for a header tank anywhere.
3: Uh where there's a will, there's a way.
0: Hey, well I tell you what, you won't come down to Houston. You can show me where I can put header tanks in each one of them cells, and we'll play ball. Well, you just I'm, told me you got a whole foam wing. Hollow that sucker out. But uh, that's getting further away. (laughs) I've got to go through a wood spar. Like, once I get to a certain point, there's a spar in the way. All right. right. I I, I have very minimal. I mean, this airplane's 20 years old. I mean, it's been flown. It flew on OS 46s, but. Can you imagine? More power, more reliability. Trying
3: to get OS 46s all to run in sync. Get them all to start. On, you, I
0: mean, now you know why we're on 10cc gas engines.
3: No, no, no. I get it fully. I was lost at header
1: but, tank. To be honest,
3: know, uh, you, it's
0: basically a tank that is fed by the main tank that always stays full of fuel. I was kind of kidding. So but, they but you thank don't you. go <laughs> <Yeah>. dry.
3: <laughs> well, even even in his turbine, there's a header tank. Well, uh,
4: it's, absolutely, they call it a uh, they call it a UAT. Yes, uh, it's an air trap. ultimate air trap. Yes.
3: So uh, and I remember man, when Man I sound he, like a
1: dick. I'm sorry.
3: I remember when he was plumb <laughs> we were we were talking about the plumbing issues on plumbing his fuel tanks when oh, he yeah. got them all, man. I mean <laughs> Yeah. Uh take three fuel tanks and feed one.
4: Yeah, it, it it works, but it uh it takes some setup to get it all figured out. Yeah.
3: The other day we were out flying and he tipped it up on its side. and He's like, man, one feels a little less than the other for <laughs> some reason. I'm like, ah, I don't even want to know. You know, it got me all screwed up. Yeah, that left saddle tank for some reason doesn't,
4: doesn't fuel quite as fast as the right
3: one. Hey, hey, fun fact. The Green D7 has whiskey bottles for fuel tanks.
0: Nice. Like, are we talking like pint bottles or are we talking? We're
3: talking 750 milliliter Evan Williams plastic carry packs for fuel tanks.
0: I it's cheap whiskey at a cheap
1: plane. Absolutely, I'm pretty sure that I had a hand in one of the one, at least one of those bottles. That's, oh yeah, oh yeah.
0: That's let me yeah. the back that There is nothing cheap about that D7. He's yeah, got right. he's got more money than he'd probably like to admit. It.
3: Which, uh, seven fifty is twenty five ounces, so each carburetor has a twenty five
0: ounce fuel tank on it. Oh that's right cuz it's got it's got two carbs it's yep. split. Yeah. I have yep. got two fuel tanks in it. Yeah, you fixed our problems huh. with the overheat and the meltdown problem down in Houston that uh. we have with the 116. <laughs> well, I mean <laughs> like it, it, it really ain't my place to say but just hey, let let's say that if you have a DLA 116 in line Get rid of that plastic T and give each one of those carburetors their own fuel tank. And it will run not only 100 times better, but it's not going to stick you 100 foot up in the trees.
1: Right. I tell you what, Clint loves DLE. DLA, I mean, D-L-A. If Well it, it's a DLA This oh, is like
3: a, 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 You it's, take that DLE And throw it in the pond Yeah hey, you know Boy, what, like,
1: He loves them man
0: <laughs> no, That's like, his favorite engine Of all time <laughs> So I mean Clint I ain't even gonna lie Like we got Between me and my dad And my little brother I think we got like Five or six DLE 20s You throw
3: every one of them In the pond
0: I got one too And I love it You know what I run my DLE and- 20 against Just about anything you got brother Okay I'm going to tell you right now, the next time
3: you go to start that pile of shit, you're going to be like, no, Clint's right. Throw it in the pond.
1: Man, I didn't think that. Clint, I I, I thought he was just a hater, you know. And then I put my second one on the (laughs) air.
3: He's not kidding either.
1: And then I, I also own three and four. Okay, so out of four, so I have they, one they, that works right. This,
0: this this sounds more like an operator error problem than anything else.
3: Hey, I'm gonna tell you right now, I can make anything run. You
0: know, I hey. I, I got I got I got a dead stick huffer buddy back here. You know, making making hand gestures.
1: Oh wait, you know I Dude, said four. Wait, Corey had one of them. Now I've got three. I'm sorry. Yeah. Here's
3: here's the sad part. That is the one DLE-20 I actually was like, yeah, that one runs pretty good, blah, 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 blah. That was the
1: you only know, time I'll it ever I, I have
2: cool.
3: never seen that engine cough, spit, sputter, quit, nothing. And he gets a hold of it, and it dies in a mid-hover and crashes a fucking airplane. The only time you know, I've had
0: a DLE-20 die on me, so I was out at the field, and I got distracted. And this other kid come over and was like, hey, give me a hand with this. It's like, yeah, that's cool. Go over and I give my hand and I go back over to my airplane about five minutes later and I put the starter on it. and I spin it, fire it up, set it down and I take off and gear up. And man, I'm like the third lap of the pattern. And I'm like, oh, shit. You <laughs> forgot
2: to put down, gas in it.
0: I forgot to put fuel in that son of a bitch.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: like as soon as soon as that engine shut off, I look back and I mean, this is a young kid. He's like 14, 15. He just joined the club. His daddy is a commercial pilot. And he got into the RC stuff, and he was like, uh, what happened? I said, I got distracted and forgot to put fuel in it. And I landed it. Let me tell you, that was a bone-dry fuel tank. It was funny. I have Clint, a, need, uh, Clint needs a 7-iron. Somebody needs to help him out. <laughs> no, 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 no. Wrong cooler, Casey. He needs, he needs to go uh, back one further. He needs right. a 7-iron. I, I, I brought Houston GB. specifically beer. I
4: have a Seagull GB with the DLE-20. It actually has a miss. It, it'll... You can hear it plainly when I'm flying. That damn thing has never shut off in flight. Not you once.
0: It, your, so i got to <laughs> ask you, does your miss only happen like mid to three-quarter throttle? Yeah, for the most part. Yeah. yeah, and you know, I've noticed that a lot about all the 20s, and I don't know if it's because of the small displacement or exactly. because of the carburetor. But for some reason, those engines don't like the mid range. It's They'll either never... idle or wide open. Those engines have an on-off switch. They don't. They're not like a G sixty-two or a DLE fifty-five <laughs> or anything like that. It is all or nothing. So they're great for a go fast plane like a GB or a P forty-seven. Well, or I a don't, Corsair. I
4: don't fly the GB at full throttle all the time. It sounds like shit, but it's never shut off on me. That engine has worked flawlessly ever
1: since <laughs> like, I had it on that airplane. Well, I but will you've say you've never that
3: I, seen this. You see the scar right here?
1: Oh, That's why Clint you has hatred. You see that scar right there? It
3: got that's him. a DLE-20. Hey,
0: operator error is no reason to hate an engine. Uh,
3: no, that's when my hatred started.
0: <laughs> Look, and, and that was self-induced hatred.
3: I understand that. It
0: only bit you because you fucked up.
3: Uh, uh, no, no, no. I, I admit that, and I'm good with that. But then he gets one on a revolver. It runs great for about
1: Uh, 10, maybe 12 tanks of fuel. I think I had 20 flights on that airplane, and everything worked (laughs) amazing. I
3: mean, the engine run great. We tuned it. It worked great, run great.
1: And I show up the next day to fly, and it won't run right. And, dude, it's I because you
0: got trash in the screen.
1: You dude, take it back. No, 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 oh, no, we, no, no. We no. change
3: a carburetor. We change a reeds. We change a reed block. We change ignition. We change everything that it Absolutely could be. Absolutely everything. And it's still a pile of shit. It needs to belong in Lake Draper. <laughs> know. So, hey,
1: there, there are I, three things. I bought another one. All right? The first one, we couldn't get to work, so I bought another one. So, there's... That there's one's like, been working good so far, but it's kind of one of those things, if or when...
0: Junk. There's there's like three things you do with a DLE when you buy it, and I don't care if it's a 20cc, if it's a 120cc, you go to RMJ Machine Works, you get a, a ring or a pair of rings, you swap the rings out of it, you take the reed block and you machine it and make sure that you know, you, know all your reeds are sitting flush against the block, and you put good fuel in it. And, and if, you I, th- if you do those three things, you will have a reliable bulletproof engine that even Clint could not fuck up.
3: And I will fly my DLAs and not worry about it. Uh, and, you know, <laughs>
0: it, you, you say this, but DLA is like, like DLE is a DA copy and DLA is a DLE copy. So it's no, like sir. a Chinese copy of the See Chinese. It's the other way
3: around. A DLA has the exact same bearings in it that a DA does.
0: I mean that's not saying much. I got I got I got a bad taste in my mouth for DA after I fought a DA thirty five for. Again, you're dealing with small.
3: If it's below fifty cc's, I don't want to mess with. (laughs) it.
0: Well, that's that's your problem. You gotta gotta branch out, out, man.
3: I'm I'm out on small shit. (laughs) (laughs) Throw it in the trash. It's it's too small to work right. I should have brought
0: I should have brought some of my ten and fifteen cc shit up here, but I I will admit that the fifteen and twenties some reason they do not like mid-range it doesn't matter where you have those needles set for some reason anywhere between half and three-quarter throttle, they spit and they pop and they burble but you get it open a wide open and you put it on like a 1412 and that son of a bitch is getting down with a get down I've got an
4: OS GT 15 that I can't get to work right so I'm just let one of you guys tune so it. so a me. lot
0: of the guys are taking those OS engines does it have is it the actual spark ignition or is it the one that had the glow plug no, it's actual spark plug. Yeah. It, it does it have the actual? It has the actual spark plug. Yep. So a lot of the guys that had the original ones that had the glow plug were taking it and getting an RCXL ignition and the quarter thirty two plug, and they were getting decent results with them. But if you've already got an ignition box and a plug, well, you yeah. need Jesus. <laughs> it's uh,
1: I believe it's pronounced uh, Jesus. I'm just
0: saying. <laughs> we're we're too far north.
1: Yeah,
3: yeah. <laughs> I I just uh, you know the and it's not necessarily. Uh, the DLE twenty. It's it's anything twenty cc and smaller. Actually, I've you got really you really won't get technical. It's a it's a thirty and smaller. If it will not hand start readily and reliably, I'm out.
0: So my all of my twenties. I will say this: the very first start, even if you choke it. I mean, it's you're gonna be flipping it and flipping it and flipping it. Yeah, you gotta hit it with a starter. You hit
1: it with an electric starter,
0: but after that first start of the day, once everything is wet,
1: yeah, it'll pop off and run. Man, fine. you go
0: back to it. You put the choke on. You flip it twice, and it's popping. You turn the choke off, and it's burning gas.
4: Yep. See my my twenty on my my DLE twenty on my GB. I've actually never had a problem hand starting it. It actually starts pretty good. You've got more patience than we do. Yeah. <laughs> Like I said, it, it sounds like crap, but it runs. And it's, I mean, it's and, never. And, and
0: I've 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 learned another thing too with the smaller engines. Anything under a thirty cc. If you fire it up, like with a DLE fifty five, you can hand prop it. You choke it, and it pops. And you turn the choke off, and you fire it up. It's burning gas, and you can immediately lay off into it, and it has no hesitation. Anything, these smaller engines, less than a thirty cc. Man, they're like an old carbureted turd. And they want to sit and warm up for about thirty seconds. They need a little uh, heat beat built I, into them before they run.
3: I I put heat in everything. I mean, I anything I, mean, it's a, I it's have. It's best practice. I mean, you're gonna you're gonna right. damage
0: things by running it wide open when it's fresh start.
2: Yeah.
3: A- everything I have. I, I mean, I bump to you know under a quarter throttle just and yeah, let you it, run it
0: you run it 1500 2000 let it get a little heat built in right it, and then you let her have it
3: right yeah then you clear the choke load out and you go fly i mean that's just i, I want to make sure that anything i have runs it's like when my four cylinder let me down that mo, that engine has never let me down i went to let mike sterling fly it and that's uh, the,
0: the the dla
3: dla 128 and uh uh, literally turn the choke it, you know, hit the choke on turn the ignition on flipped it it hit turned the choke off flipped it and it started you know and I, I told him before we ever got started I said man just bump the idle up and let it warm up and uh, he did that bumped the idle up let it warm up I looked back at him I said you know go ahead and clear it out and go fly it and and it fell
0: flat on its face didn't it no it
3: dropped a set of cylinders It <laughs> you fell know, flat uh, on its face right right. And and then when he come back to idle, it wouldn't even idle because obviously you have only
0: firing on two as opposed to four.
3: Right, you have an air pump versus you know you have an equal air pump versus an equal set of operating cylinders. It's not yeah. going to idle. You know, so choke it or you know it quit, choked it again, and it fired on all four until it burned a choke load off.
0: Well, see, you got a hold of that DLE fifty five because Corey had a problem with it, and you fixed the metering valve in it. Right uh, on that Valley View carburetor after he stuffed it, right you know, second or third time. Right, uh, but that DLE fifty five, you saw it run, you heard it run, you oh, started yeah. it, I'm sure. Oh,
3: well, I never fired it,
0: but go ahead. That was a beast of an engine. Oh yeah, I've had a lot of people ask me if I was a sixty one or even a seventy twin just because of the pop that it has. Right, I mean it's it's. It's it's it, a it, yeah, but and, like and, he and has. Once, a, he, but once again, that was a DLE. You buy a Chinese engine and you put a good American-made ring in it,
3: and a good carburetor.
0: And, and well, I swapped the carburetor out because the engine had been sitting for like two years. Right. So I bought a Valley View carb because I could buy a DLE carb for forty-four dollars. I could buy a Valley View carb that's a genuine Walbro for fifty. Right, right, yeah. yeah. So and and it's got the it's got the red anodized plates, man. I mean, aluminum bling. Fuck yeah, I'm gonna take absolutely him 50 bucks. I'm gonna I'm gonna go for the bling. But uh, even though it's hiding in the cow,
3: it's like he has a da sixty. I hate that engine, like man. with a passion. Uh, There's so, something about that sixty cc that's it, it.
0: Man, it makes good power, but it it, it's shakes. Like, it shakes. It shakes. Hmm. It it won't it. It doesn't it doesn't idle at all. It doesn't transition really well. Yeah, no. I mean, it's it's, it's like just a weird switch. size. It doesn't work. And good. and the DA thirty five that I chased around, dude, was the same way. Like it was like every third flight. We had to take the carburetor apart, clean the screen out, we put it but we could quite literally take the plate off and put it back on and it sucker would fire up and run like a top for right. three more eight minute flights and then it was taken take it apart again. Uh yeah, it, it wouldn't idle, it wouldn't hold anything, it went back to DA like three times. And it just never ran worth a flip. Well, that's like
3: my four-cylinder. My four-cylinder is four years old this year. I've never touched the carburetors inside. You know, I've adjusted the needles and got it to where it's right. I
0: mean, but y'all got the one-up up here. Like, I mean, every gas station that I see is it's like you can get E10 gas for $1.69 or you can pay another $0.15 cents and get ethanol free. Right, right. We've got like three stations in Houston, and they're usually right by the lake. Where so, you can get ethanol-free gas. So
3: here's my deal, huh. and this is the one spot that I do agree with the guys burning 100 low-lead aviation gas. If I live somewhere where I could not get ethanol-free gas, I would be burning 100 low-lead.
0: You'd have to bump the timing just a little bit to make it run right. And that's fine. Which is yeah. which is totally cool. You go from 28 to 30 degrees. Right. I mean, it's, it's it's not a big deal. I mean, yeah. if you got a degree wheel, it's an easy swap. And the good thing about the running the low lead Avgas is it doesn't collect water and it can sit in the shed for two years, right, without a problem. And it has an awesome smell. And it has a pretty smell. <laughs> you beat me to it. It has a, like I I know you've had Clay on the show and he's he's a Redline guy and you know when I got that's into all I use when I got into it you know I started talking to some guys and they were like Redline oil is the only way to go and so that's all I've ever run and so you you smell Redline and you can tell the guys that run the steel oil yeah and it's like. Mm. Yeah, that's just not right, Look, man. Like, I, I, I don't – I want to smell like I'm at the racetrack when I'm at the flying field. I don't want to smell like the Mexicans across the street are cutting grass, <laughs> you know.
1: No, I totally hit up the uh, local Evans Do It Best and get me some Lawn Boy. <laughs> <laughs> that's exactly what I get.
3: And he wonders why his DLE 20s don't run. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm telling you. So,
0: and they, say, and they say that on those DLE 20s, on the smaller engines, you got to run 30 to 1 oil man, I'm running those engines at 10,000 RPM, 9,500 RPM on 40 to 1, and I've got several gallons through these engines, and not a single one has slung themselves apart yet. Right. There, but there's a keyword yet. You yeah. know,
3: I, and that's something I have never, uh, and y'all may correct me if I'm wrong, I have never seen one come apart. I have. I, I've, I've rebuilt up. a couple of them. Oh,
0: yeah. Uh, uh, I've seen... Uh, I was actually at Space City in Houston, and Albert Thibodeau landed a P-40, and he had a DLE 55 on it, and man, it sounded like a Chevy 350 dumping run dry on oil. I mean, you could hear that sucker when he idled up and knocking. I mean, it was bad, and he shut it off, and he said, you know, I'm going to try and fly it again, and he fills it up with fuel about 30 minutes later. And it hits that starter on it. It just spin and spin and spin. You can hear it knocking its ass off, and it ain't even trying to fire. Oh man, the old LS yes. tick. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah that, no, they, that's not an LS tick. That's an AFM tick. No, <laughs> that's an active fuel management. You're that's right. A, that, that's that's O7 to 13 that'll bite that ass. Where's the Space City Club at? Space City is in Katy. They're off of Old okay. Katy Hockley over. Uh, out on the mm. west end of town. Okay. They're so it's crazy. So you've got Space City and Northwest RC, and they're like within five miles of each other, uh, and they are to- two totally different clubs. Like Space City has a really cool aircraft carrier field because they have like an eight hundred foot runway, and it's barbed wire fence on either end. So you've got you you, yeah. you got to call the ball, man. You've got to be on it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And there's there's some trees on the north. I want to say on the southwest end of the field man there's some trees that have some really interesting turbulent air over it and depending on the time of year it'll throw your i've seen it throw giant scale airplanes to the ground like straight take them roll them over and just send them down i i've I've picked up the wreckage from it dude it's it's not pretty. there's the the, it's one of those trees that you just even though you're flying over them avoid them that Be, be plenty high that tree at north dallas That got that. That got Joey's turban. I don't know who it was. Uh, So the guy the guy's a sponsor.
3: No,
1: dude, that's a brownout. No, it it wasn't there's no way that
2: this was
3: that that dude just flew that airplane straight into the tree. (laughs) He flew that
0: (laughs) sucker straight into the tree. But I can say this from from standing on the runway. And from the size, mind you, so the guys that fly jets, uh, most of you guys don't know, the the Elite Aerosports Havoc is a large jet. I mean, it takes a 300-class turbine. You know, I mean, it's not a little aircraft. That's
3: the kind of turbine I want.
0: Yeah, like, I mean, like, if I could have any jet right now, I would take any one of the Elite Aerosports Havocs just because, I mean, they're gorgeous jets and they fly really well. I don't care if it's the smaller one or the big Havoc, but uh, I can't. You know, just be like, hey, you know what,
3: Jason? You need to sign up. He's man, the I'm, only guy around here I know who can afford one. I can't. One. I can't. I'm not throw. a big sport jet fan. I mean, man, but I like it's a, it's
0: it's like ten grand for an Arf with retracts. I can't. I that, can't swing that. You the, know, and then the you got to put another five is. grand in an engine. But <laughs> I mean, so he does. He's doing his routine at the lunchtime special, and <laughs> on the south end of the show, on the south end of the field, probably 200, 250 yards south of the runway, is this giant oak tree, dude. And so, I mean, he's ripping, like, 20 G turns with this thing. And, I mean, he's flying the piss out of this airplane. And he's flying it like he stole it. And his signature maneuver is he shuts off the power and does an off-power loop. And as he's coming out of the bottom of the loop, he drops the gear and circles back and sets up for a final. And he does his loop, and he circles back to set up for final. And he drives this fucker right through the oak tree, dude. Right. Let me tell you. The, the the sound that 70 pounds of fiberglass and aluminum makes coming through, like, a 120-year-old oak tree, it, it it it's cringeworthy. Like, it was not my airplane, and I cried. I mean, uh,
3: we're talking
2: oh, a gosh. serious tree. And
0: you know what? And that, that tree didn't stop, not a damn thing. They picked that son of a bitch up off the ground. Like, and, you know. The majority of the electronics were salvageable, but with the G-forces that are put on that airframe, that airframe was toast. Yeah. There was there was no saving it. That airplane was in, like, 15 pieces. Jeez. And, I mean, they, I mean that, that that's a way to off 30K in a
4: hurry. There's a reason I have a, an F-18, an A-4, and an F-16 right now. The, the A-4 and the F-16 are in work. Well, the A-4 is still in the box.
1: But... I like skill jets.
3: Right, I, right.
4: I'm, I'm I'm not a huge sport jet fan. Just never I've got a
1: been. great F four phantom that you need. I I've heard that a couple times. Yeah, ago. yeah, yeah. What is saying. it one of the old E Flight thirty
0: twos or something?
1: <laughs> yeah, it's the it's uh, I think it's a thirty two. It's a fiberglass one. Is it the E flight Yeah, it's not the foam one. And what do you want what do you want for it? <laughs> oh geez, man. We'll we'll talk off air, man. I'll make you a smoking because
0: I I know somebody in Houston that needs that airplane and he ma- doesn't he doesn't know he needs it but <laughs> right <laughs> he's fixing to I mean, he's fixing to know he needs it
1: well man it's ready to go minus uh, ESC and EDF you know and that's perfect because we were actually talking about putting like a Zykoi 45 in it well that's what you need to do <laughs>
0: it, it so, needs yeah. a turbine so man. you're talking about a crackhead deal for a crackhead idea I like this
1: well I don't know about crackhead but let's let's move it up to like uh, cokehead and, then, and then, <laughs> then, then we're about right
0: man this guy
3: yeah
1: so designer
0: scratch as opposed to just a particular
3: well exactly scratch. yeah yeah exactly
1: man <laughs> kind of middle of the road stuff
3: man what a time <laughs> uh, of all the cool things that happen, you know i mean uh, i mean it's a tick. when you when it, you bring the hobby together you bring the hobby together no matter what aspect whether it be t- world war 1 or what you guys are doing with the world war 2 stuff your turbans you know Casey over here with his with his quads and uh, smaller stuff. I mean, uh, it's just so cool to be sitting around one table,
0: and you know, I fly I fly a little bit of everything. I've got everything from UMX to giant scale World War Two warbirds, and as cool as jets are, and I like the fact that money goes in and whoosh comes out. Right. I you know, if no piston, no care. If it doesn't have pistons, it really doesn't tickle my fancy. Like there's nothing that can do it. Like You know, a a Merlin rolling down over the runway, you know, screaming along at, you know, 200 mile an hour. You don't get that thump in your chest. You don't get that hair raise on the back of your neck from an F-18 doing that. I don't know. I gotta argue it. I don't know. Some guys get that tickle, but I just, <laughs> I, I don't like no piston, no care. Like there is no vibration, no rattle, no shake to a turbine jet, like
2: there is. Well, to here, here's here's how powered. Uh, here's have the, you
4: have you ever seen a, a B one takeoff? Boy, you sit at the end of the run with a. I've seen a. I've been lucky enough to see a, a B one do a, a formation takeoff. Two B ones. Take it off
0: a tinker or what?
4: uh, No, this is actually in Nellis in Las Vegas. So you got eight afterburners going down the runway at one time. First one hits afterburner midway down the runway. The second one hits afterburner before the first one even rotates. It is <laughs> your guts are moving all over the place, yeah. But they but, awesome.
0: they but that's like a shake from the sound and the noise, like, yeah, but, it is, <laughs> you know. No, hey brother. It's not it's you, not the you, same, thump. you want the old school of like I a, need the radials radial firing, I need the I get radial thumb. I need to be able to count nine fucking cylinders rolling across the top, all right. I,
4: I like some of them. I actually, uh, I've done some work on the Lady Liberty up in Enid, which is an A-26 Invader. Yes, that's an A-26. It's a nice plane. I've actually flown on it. Beautiful airplane. I like it. Uh, I See, World War Two is about where my interest starts and goes on. P-47 is about my favorite fighter. But uh, Jets are, man, F-16, F-18 is is where it's at, man, for, for me. And, and,
0: and, you know, and I'm in the same boat, you know. I mean, my little brother is gung-ho about the F-22, the F-35. Like, there is nothing more iconic to me as far as wish noises go than the F-15 or the F-16. Like, you've seen those twin vertical stabs, and it's like, that's an F-15, and that's a noise that I know. And the same thing with the F-16. I mean, it's just got yeah. a distinct profile that stands out. Like, I don't care. Like, if, if you like jets, I mean – Or if you like airplanes in general, the F-16, the F-15, the F-14... Are going to be you know the three top jets that jump out and grab anybody's attention
3: that uh, that's an airplane that does not lend itself well to rc world as a f-14 the no
0: oh yeah no
1: you know, I,
3: i've seen it i've seen them try and try and try and try and try and keep trying to make it work with the swing wing and it just doesn't work you talk know, to me
1: goose
4: yellow aircraft actually made one we gotta it's, land this thing not,
3: now it's not very
4: uh it was a rare model but they did make one, uh, and there are several companies that have made one. But, yeah, it's very rare. Right.
3: Uh, I was uh, watching, and I, it seems like it was at uh, Mac Hodges' place in Georgia. I cannot remember exactly where the situation happened, but these guys were having a uh, – they were doing their fun fly deal. And in the evening, they were flying glow-powered stuff. Well, one of the glow-powered airplanes was a twin... I, I don't know if it was Byron, Yellow Aircraft, or whom it was, but they had rigged up an F-15 with twin glow-ducted fans. Yeah. You know, and flew it, you know, all tune pipes and making all the racket, and the airplane flew great, you know, and it, it landed reliably on two engines, but I'm just like, man, with all, the, with all the technology we have now, I couldn't do that. I'd have to have turbines in it.
1: Well, man, and that just, you know, it's different strokes for different folks. I mean, you, into,
0: go, you ain't even going to go, like, balls out for turbine. Like, the glow ducted fan can be replaced with an electric ducted fan. Now, granted, you're not getting six-minute flights, but right, you've got the power there. Like, way more power. Like, not sketchy. Like, I might not get off the end
3: of
2: the yeah. runway. <laughs> yeah.
0: I,
3: I have nothing against old-school glow. We have an old-school Lancer SL62. Now, that's back in the 60s. You know, he was talking about Lou Andrews earlier. We have a Sportmaster on floats with a with a, uh, K and B sixty one on it.
0: Can I play with it?
3: Ah, uh, it might might be
0: for sale. That's what she said. You know, I I, I, yeah. I don't <laughs> but, I don't necessarily you know. I don't necessarily want to take it home. I just want to fly it just once. That's all, that's all I need.
3: Oh well, at any rate, you know. But uh, I mean, I need another airplane at the house. Like I need a hole in a head. This dude said three
1: milk and a cow.
3: Hey, you're coming by. You're coming by the hangar. I mean, wait till you see the hangar. We'll talk. But at any rate, you know, there's a spot for some of this old school stuff. But I sure like that new school stuff, like Jason's doing and you guys are doing. You know, taking a 20 year old airplane, putting gas engines on it.
0: Well, I mean, but you know, and you know, same thing. You know, we're talking about bigger stuff. You know, Casey flies mostly smaller stuff. But does Casey fly mostly smaller and new stuff, or does he dabble around in any of the old school half-A stuff?
1: Well, man, I mean, I've got nitro stuff, I've got gas but, stuff. But no, no, I'm,
0: I'm talking like smaller, like half-A stuff because you know, like... I don't
1: even know what the fuck half-A is, bro. <laughs> like 049,
0: 061, I mean, 09, stuff
1: no, like that. No, 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 no,
2: no,
0: you no. Don't, you don't mess around with any of the little bitty stuff? Uh, man, uh-huh. I, I
1: haven't. You know, ma- mainly I got in this, the, this hobby because of drones, you know? And I've done a lot of FPV stuff I mean, and things that's like that.
0: Honestly, the same way that I got back into this was with the Latrax Alias, and then it was like, okay, I'm bored with this, so I bought a. Well, no, 200 I started SRX. I never then,
1: went that bad. I built my own.
0: Huh. Yeah.
1: <laughs> well, I bought it as a gateway drug, you know,
0: like
3: this guy he's yeah. over no, here no, like no, wait, wait a minute wait Come a minute he said I, I, really, I, I tracks what the
2: hell is well that, I, I really
0: did i bought the alias you know my mom sent me money for christmas and was like you know do what you want with it and there was a hobby shop around the corner from me and i walked in and i was like you know what that looks cool so i bought that and like two months later i was bored with it so i bought a 200 srx and then like i was bored with it the guy was like you ever heard a flight test and i was like oh okay yeah that's kind of cool so next thing I know I went to my neck and foam board and hot glue guns and I spent more time in Michael's than my wife has and (laughs) you know here here I am building these flight test airplanes and I get my dad back into it and now here I am, five and a half, almost six years Man. into it, and I'm building giant scale stuff. Right, mine was
1: totally drone stuff, you know, until I started hanging out with these guys because I go to the field because that's where I thought I could fly, and they're like, "No, dude, you need an airplane." I'm like,
2: "Eh." <laughs> and I then got, I got, got one, I got bored with like, the drone stuff. Yeah,
1: I
0: got, I got bored with it, like. I mean, you can only fly line of sight and FPV so much, and, you know, I mean, maybe it's just me, you know, I mean, some guys, they thrive on the FPV stuff, like, there's some guys that fly nothing but FPV, like, i throw them line of sight on something, and it's stuffed in the dirt in 30 hey, seconds.
3: Hey, let me tell you, flying, flying FPV, line of sight, and backwards <laughs> looking down, when you can, not looking up at your airplane, when you're looking down at a situation. <laughs> And you're flying, and you're flying by a screen, and you're also flying by a line of sight. All at the same time, that's, you come talk to me. Yeah, that's, well, three, that's, three, that's three, where
4: it's at. Three to four feet away from paying customers, mind you.
3: A- absolutely. <laughs> uh, you come talk to me at that point.
4: Yeah. It's it's interesting.
3: Uh, talk about sketchy. You, you, I mean, you got to have some balls that clank.
0: I mean, that, 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 well,
1: and man, I mean, legitimately I'm a photographer by trade and I also have a drone. I got my one Oh seven and I get calls to go do stuff as a drone pilot. Dude, that's a totally different <laughs> ball game,
0: bro. It, it really is. But like, honestly, like I am not even gonna lie, like my biggest issue with the drone stuff is I got bored with it because you can only do so much with it. Well, here's yeah, the yeah.
1: thing. I'm not going out to the field and just ripping up and down a, a strip. You know, one day hey, I might whoa, be. Whoa,
0: whoa, 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 no, whoa, 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 I'm whoa, 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 No, no. whoa, right?
1: I'm, I'm I, know, I, do,
0: one, I do rolls and loops and stuff. Yeah. I can make right turns. Right, right? Okay. There's a lot of guys out there that can't make right well, turns. Well, man, a lot
1: of the stuff I've done, like one of the biggest projects <laughs> I ever did was a, you know, it was a place here that builds air conditioning units and everything like that. And they want an internal, internal video for, you know, just to share throughout the company. You know, it's not anything that's going to be advertised as far as commercial stuff goes. I'm flying a, a drone inside of a building with, like, robotics... And, people all kinds of stuff you know that's the kind of stuff i do with with some of that which i get what you're saying but
2: it's a totally different it's a totally totally different
0: animal that's exactly it like i didn't really see any advantage to the recreational side of drones like i saw the commercial aspect to it and how hey this could be used to make money and this could benefit this industry or that industry or this but as far as a recreational aspect it didn't really tickle my fancy you ain't hauled
1: ass through a forest bro I have, and I've dove trees, and I've, right.
0: I've done the building crawls, and I've done all that. And it, it's cool, but, I mean, ain't nothing beat the sound of five cylinders of fury just rolling well, down the flight line. Well,
1: Legitimately. Here's the deal. I, I mean, I, I'm, I'm,
0: granted, sp- I don't own any five-cylinder sp- radios, but they right, pretty I'm sp- sound pretty. Right.
1: I'm split <laughs> in the middle. You know, there there is one thing about seeing it from the point of view like you're in it. And there's another thing about watching it and flying it around and trying to keep it smooth.
0: Exactly. Like I, and I, I, I agree have a hell, with I you have 100%. A a time, I have a hell of a time keeping it smooth. And, and it doesn't matter what you do as far as the PIDs or this or that or the other. I mean it is just really, really hard. Like, you know, it, back when I first got into it, you know, tell you how long I've you know been looking at this stuff. But Sharpoo, you know? I mean, like when I watched his videos back when I first started getting into FPV, to watch that guy go ripping through those parking garages and stuff like that, it's like how did you do that?
1: Well man, here's the thing too, is when that stuff started, you had to be a badass on tuning to keep that shit smooth Yeah, you had to
0: you had to be a computer guy and look dude, like I, I know how to find porn on the internet. I know how to buy my RC stuff. And that's about the extent of my computer knowledge. Right. And up until recently, you know. And I that's joined,
1: where I'm nerdy and I like figuring out that other see, stuff.
0: And see, and I tried and tried and tried and up until recently. The computer
1: I, is more than for porn, Thomas. I'm, just, I'm and, sorry. You know, I'm and I, you know. I found that out recently. <laughs> this I, poor I guy, bought, he's getting beat <laughs> up. I,
0: well, I, I bought SolidWorks and I started playing with it and you know, I, I realized that I know more than I let on it's just a matter of messing with it a little bit. Don't I'll you hate playing out. dumb? I you know, but I play dumb real good. And uh-huh. I, and in my industry, well and in my job in particular, playing dumb gets me a whole lot further than playing smart does.
1: Right. Welcome to the car business, sir. Y- yes,
0: yeah, sir. <laughs>
4: Aren't you glad you well, I don't have range cars I can fix for a living? Car. Oh, there's a reason I went to airplanes. Absolutely. Uh-huh. And,
0: and and that's you know, <laughs> and that's you know, like had I Completed high school in a normal routine, and you know, actually graduated when I was supposed to in 06 I would have probably rather this
1: motherfucker said 06 right? Yeah, like
2: gosh, baby, baby. Okay. Okay. <laughs> yes, there's twelve. So, yeah.
0: so rather had I not found alcohol and become like, like I had a big alcohol problem in high school, like to the point where my one of my teachers for one of my like one of my I I guess you call it what are the extracurricular classes or whatever dude you're from
1: Texas that's just normal
2: well yeah but (laughs) when when, when your teacher
0: catches you it's like look we got two options either we're gonna go to AA or we're gonna uh, you know do this it's like okay well I'm gonna do this you know Hey, if and you I,
1: didn't take your shop time at school and drill holes in your lockers to put straws and whiskey bottles and other lockers, then then you didn't do it right. I right. probably had an alcohol I, I, I problem carrying, too. I just waited till I was in the military. Right. I was yeah, carrying yeah. like
0: sophomore, junior, year of high school. I'm carrying a pint of Everclear inside my fucking Roper. You know, like it's dropped down in my boot.
1: Yeah, that's a little bit different than I remember it. Okay, <laughs> you know, go, yeah, go ahead. I'm sorry. So I, yeah, I
0: I had an alcohol problem. Like I'm not I'm not gonna bullshit anybody. But,
3: so, uh, but again, that's that's something else that I give this hobby
0: is... Oh, if it wasn't for alcohol, I wouldn't be able to build fucking model airplanes. Well,
3: no, <laughs> no.
2: And,
3: and I get that, but it also, I think, straightens some people up because they have so, if they have a genuine alcohol problem or abuse problem... It gives somebody something else to focus on Other than that I would, I
1: would 100% agree
0: with that I'm going to 100% agree with that Because there's a guy at my local hobby shop That now works there I'm not going to do name dropping I don't know if he listens or not but the Hopefully fella he knows does it. The, the fellow that knows He knows who I'm talking about If he doesn't I'm going to tell him to listen to this motherfucking episode Please uh, this, this dude he very obviously had a drug problem, and I knew he did. And I got him into the RC hobby, and I granted it wasn't flying model airplanes. He's flown a couple of my airplanes, and it scared the shit out of my dad. He thought he was going to stuff my stick, and I bailed him out at the last very possible second. But he ha- he had a big problem with uh, them them uh, glass-type drugs that right, get smoked right. through a glass pipe. And right, right. I got him off of that and I got him hooked on the RC stuff. And now he is balls deep in the RC stuff and does absolutely nothing with drugs. And he thanks me all the time for, you know, getting him steered towards the that, RC shit.
3: That is the people that I love, to, I love to talk to. I love to reach out to. I and, love and
0: to. Let me tell you, this, this, you fella, know, this fella in particular, like, he would bend over backwards, give you the shirt off his back to help you out of the situation you're in. Right. I mean, he, he's damn good people well i mean i mean good good people good people make shitty choices all the time
3: sometimes absolutely (laughs) you know and uh that that's just i i would rather i enjoy a drink just as much as the next guy but that's where it stops you know uh i mean uh, there's nothing better than going upstairs at my dad's house which is our build room and he uh he doesn't he drinks whiskey he doesn't mix with anything there's so your
0: dad's a real man. Where'd, oh yeah. you, where, where, where'd you fall off at?
3: I don't know yet. <laughs> I'm getting closer, but uh,
0: I got. I guess you to drink straight tequila, and you can't deny it. That's some good no, stuff. No, no, that
3: was good stuff. I'm actually ready for another.
0: So it's it w- I was. I was actually about to go grab it, but right. Yeah, I, I figured we'll maybe we'll we, grab a break maybe here we can get
3: Corey or your dad to do it. But uh, uh, you know, there's nothing better than walking upstairs and visiting with my dad and having a glass of whiskey and working on some airplanes. You know, he's at the point where he's done building. So, anything that happens from here on out is pretty much on my shoulders, which is fine.
0: But you know, you, your old man's going to stand there and he's going to guide you. And absolutely. He's, he's going he's gonna to crack a whip and bitch at you for fucking up what you shouldn't uh, have.
3: For sure. You know, and, and he's been on my ass a little bit here lately about not flying some of this big stuff. About being
0: uh, about being lazy.
3: Uh, oh, right. You know, but I'm like, man, I got this house deal going on. I got work going on. Yeah. I got all this shit going on, you know, and I... It's just what it is, so oh, absolutely. You know, uh, one thing I have learned is I work better with I work better with somebody around. I and love I'd love to have a conversation, and even with this guy, you know, uh, we bounce shit off each other all the time. I, yeah,
0: know, I said it I, when I when I first. So <laughs> like, I have basically an entire beer can cut out of the firewall in this B seventeen, and I sent Clint pictures and I said, hey, I'm gonna throw some high saw here and here. What do you think? Just, I mean, s- send it. <laughs> and I was like, that, I mean, that's where I'm at too. I think that I think that the stress is going to be here and here, and it's going to be close enough to here to where I don't think it's going to pose a problem. But you know, well, back me-, me up on this. I, ju- I, I I need I need the I need I need somebody else who builds and is willing to take a perfectly good airplane and fuck it up. Tell me that this is going to
2: work.
1: Well, let me I tell can. you about Clint real quick. Oh boy. <laughs> All right. I've never come to this guy. I'm like, man, I, you know, I'm pretty OCD about stuff, and I don't, I wouldn't say scared is the right word, but apprehensive.
2: <laughs> you know, the, maybe about
1: se- about sending something, you know. <laughs> and I'm like, man, what do you think? And he's like, oh, just hey, it's gonna work or it won't. Hey, if it idles, it will or it
0: won't. If it idles and it transitions. Send it i need this guy's That's it, I, right need, there. I need, That's I need it. this i need and, and this guy's outlook on life because like i'm you, totally you not ask, that way you can ask any of the guys that i fly with you know we got a fellow that come down with us his name's Corey.
1: man turn uh, your damn ring off right? you're in a recording I, 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 studio I, Gosh.
0: it's my wife hey hey i need my dad to go rescue my other pack of smokes out of his truck out of the, out of the <laughs> cup holder <laughs> but you know Hey, these guys, they all come to me. I mean, even though you know I've been in the hobby five years, some of these guys have been in it five, 10, 15 years. They come to me for advice because I'm one of those type of people that I get into a hobby and it completely engulfs me and I will learn everything that I can and I will do everything that I can possible to know everything I can about a subject before I That's, get really too deep into I, it. I'm going to tell you right now, This guy sitting across from me, he
3: doesn't realize it, but he's part of uh, my growing in the hobby. Is actually doing the Thunder deal. The first time I met this guy, you know, we show up down. I show up down there, and I'm like, "Well, here I am to apply for this job to fly this fucking basketball around this (laughs) arena," you know. And this guy, he shows up. He comes walking in the door. And he just flies this thing like it's absolutely nothing, you know. Like it, it, it's just another, it's just an airplane, you know. And, and but he's
0: flown it before.
3: No, 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 no. Even even to this day. And the other the, the other guy that's that has time on it, we will both tell you, you know. There's something about having uh, the uh, the 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 comfort level. You know, and the and the mindset to do it right, and he started to
0: provide me that. You know, he well, he's started. A go- he's a government employee, so. No, 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 no. It
3: it goes way past that. You know, just the the uh, the mindset of man. It's going to be okay. You just have to make it okay.
0: <laughs> and you know, I have actually honestly, you know, I fly airplanes. You know, I, I'm a 65k year mechanic. You know, I don't make big money. And I'm flying these big three and four thousand dollar airplanes, and at the end of the day, I put it up because you know what? It's only money, and you can't take it with you. And you know, it at this point, the only yeah, any of you fellas sit at the table, you guys can correct me, but. We're not taking money from our gas bill or our water bill or our grocery bill to throw at this hobby. This is an expendable income. This is that little bit of extra money that we have that, hey, do you want to put it in the stock market? Or do you want to play with something that you can have fun with right now with?
4: Well, the, the aircraft that Clint is talking about is not It's not even our aircraft.
0: Yeah, exactly. But, it's owned by the NBA or the, yes, the, the team itself. But
4: it's our responsibility to make sure that we don't hurt anybody with it or even... But they, Even
0: but that beyond comes that, with, because both of you fellows are 107 certified, correct? No, negative. Neither one. Neither one of you are 107. No, no we're not. Me, I'm the outside. only one at the table. Hang on, with let me explain that to you. So how does? Uh, let me explain that to you. They, that, that's uh, that's what I was wondering. Is how does that work? Not having a 107 doing something commercial? I'm 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 explain that to you. Uh, the arena
4: is an enclosed building. The FAA it's private property. The FAA only deals with airspace that you can enter. That deals with every other aircraft in the national airspace inside of a building they have no jurisdiction so we can fly inside of the arena all day and it doesn't matter to the faa they don't even care because it has nothing to do with any other aircraft there's no possible way it can
0: but at the same time i've got to come into the same thing because you know the faa's big thing is regardless whether indoors or out i mean you're flying over a crowd of people
3: it's insured by the owners. But, yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, I get that it's insured by the
0: owners it or whatever.
3: The
4: people don't matter. It's the national airspace. So any, it, a, any airspace that a commercial aircraft can fly through or even a civilian aircraft can fly through, that's what the FAA is worried about.
0: So that's it, folks, right there from kind of like the <laughs> horse's ass, I guess you would say. That no, it, no, uh, don't, don't hook him up like that. Well, I mean, but I mean, I mean, mean, that just goes to show that the FAA doesn't give a shit about the people that are below it. They only care about the airspace that they can control. No, no. Control. It's a
3: inside a building.
0: Which, once again, goes to show they don't give a shit about the people. They only care about the airspace they can control. A
4: pilot sitting inside of an airplane cannot fly through the Thunder Arena.
1: Therefore, it is not the FAA's responsibility. Touche. 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 And I will tell you that the confidence factor of flying over how many people sit in that arena... 8000 8000 uh, uh, 8 to 12000 yeah Come 8 on. to 12000 the confidence you have to have to fly over people I'm sorry like that but it's like, insane
0: I'm going to spool the engines up in the bay and be like if you can't get a shot from here y'all are fucked Do what? Yeah I do, I I That I didn't even make any sense what you I say? don't I don't <laughs> have the confidence to fly over that many people Dude it's they, I mean, they. That is, that is way too. That is way too white knuckle for my taste. I will
1: tell you right now, sitting next to one of these guys, flying that stuff, and just keeping track of the battery time and everything like that—that that you have to do—is.
0: That, that's what I'm saying that, that is way too pretty white. clutch, that is, pretty that, clutch.
1: Is, that is way too white knuckle for my
0: you, taste you,
3: at, at one point you forget about it
4: I'll tell you I'll, I'll miss it like I said last season was my, my last season because of my day job but so it's a, is, it, is, I it, like, is it, it
0: like one of those adrenaline rushes like jumping out of an airplane kind of thing not really it's because I had fun doing it
4: it's just because I had fun it wasn't really an ad, uh, adrenaline thing it was just because I liked it uh, I knew I was decent at it so I, I had fun doing it um you're you wearing a headset. You have two guys that talk to you constantly, telling you exactly what they want you to see. Um, and being able to put the aircraft in the right position to get the shot is a lot of fun. Knowing that you can do that, despite the challenges, despite the air conditioning being on, blowing the aircraft to one side or the other, despite the fact that the fans might be moving around or the halftime I, show might be moving around.
0: I hate to cut you off, but that, that you did say it's helium-filled and the motors are basically there just for... Descent, ascent control, and side to side circle motion, correct? So
4: it is helium field, but it is not lighter than air. It's actually heavy, heavier than air. So yeah, it will use the
0: motor somewhat for elevation.
4: Use the motors for lift, and you use the motors for. Uh, Forward, side, rotate. Yeah, yaw. Uh, the only thing it will not do is roll. You have no roll control.
0: It'll move left or right. And it'll yaw, and you've got pitch, or you don't even have pitch. No, there's no
4: pitch. But it will yaw, and it will. Basically skid left or right or forward and aft.
0: So it, it, it's basically like flying a Blade CX-2. Uh, uh, like, a, like a coax heli. You've got up and down and you've got drift to the left, drift to the right, drift forward, drift backwards. But you yeah. don't really have any...
4: Yes and no, because I've flown a Blade CX-2 and the CX-2 is much more stable.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
3: He's not lying. <laughs> but
0: and so, and, and so my next question, since both of you fellas have flown it, so... Is it one of those things that, like, is it a two-man operation? Like, you've got one person flying it, one person operating a camera? Negative. Or is it a one-man show? Well, uh, so kind of.
4: One man actually controls the vehicle and the camera. Uh, unless you're, there are times that you're busy just controlling the aircraft and you'll need, to, so the only camera adjustment you have is uh, pitch. The camera will actually rotate so you've only got up a and down. Gimbal. Yes. So sometimes you have to have the other guy adjust the gimbal for you to get the right picture. Other than that, it is a single man operation. Yes, the reason there are two of you is because while you're looking at this eight inch screen, trying to control the picture that you're putting up on the big screen in the middle of the arena, you can't see what's around the aircraft or behind it. So if you're having to move at all, you could fly, in, for instance, into the goal and not even know it or because you you're hit watching the screen, the screen hanging in the center of the absolutely the of the arena. Absolutely.
0: So you yeah. you've got you, which is. You know, once again, which comes back down to any AMA approved field, you've basically got a spotter to watch on the side if you're under absolutely
4: the hood. correct. The second guy is the spotter,
0: yep. which you know, I will which, say which,
1: that I've flown in some pretty hairy environments. That one wins.
0: <laughs> you know, I I, I I stand by it. I would be nervous as all hell because it it's different. You know, you've got wind currents that you can't really control or do anything with. You know, you've got you've got eight ten thousand people underneath you. And uh I'll show
3: you videos after the show. I mean, I've got I've got a few videos from Jason and I and I've got a few videos from uh Charles and I that are are <laughs> enter, entertaining to say the least.
4: Yeah. It, it it's a fun job. It's not exactly an easy job, but it is fun. And it,
0: and, and you know, that just, they just you know, like like you guys touched off last week. I mean, that just goes to show how far the rc industry really goes absolutely people right. people think that they're just toys that grown there's men go to play with in nothing. fields on a weekend but there's a lot more to it i mean there's guys that have made multi-million dollar livings with these rc which well, man
1: we've got some shows coming up that will touch on some of that
3: right uh you know uh, i hate it when people call these things toys i agree you know, I mean and,
0: and and I do too but at the, but at the end of the day when you're at the field you do have to realize that I mean even though they aren't really you know you you got to look at it in a different way that it's not really a toy at the end of the day we are grown ass men playing with grown ass men toys
4: okay but the aircraft that we were just talking about the three of us we were making money off of it exactly it was it was a tool it's basically a flying cameraman it it, it, it
0: it is a tool but it, it, at the end of the day I mean it, it really does come down to it being you know you you can enjoy what you do for a living and you can have fun with it and at the end of the day I mean it really is as far as anybody's concerned are really a toy just a super advanced toy that you can use no, to make money or make a living with I disagree with you yeah
4: those two guys that scream in my head in the in the headset
0: they're they don't not,
4: they don't think of it as a toy it's not, you're a cameraman. Put this thing where I want well, it well,
0: to get yeah, the shot they, that they, I they, want. That's what that's what I'm saying. You know, I mean, it, 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 it's a toy, but at the end of the day, it really can be a tool, and it can be treated completely as such.
3: Well, here's the deal. It's not a toy at all. You stick your hand in a prop, dude, and lose a hand. You're done. Oh yeah, it, it's taking you know, fingers. Yo, that that turban. I mean, uh, something stupid happens with it, and it comes at you, dude. It's a fireball, just like a real one.
0: Oh yeah, dude. You know what like, I yeah. mean, it's a I've guided s- I've seen, damn it, I've missile. Seen, I've seen thirty grand go up in smoke in under thirty seconds. Hey, I, I'm mean, about, uh, I was at Jonall the last at the last
3: Jonal, and I watched enough turbines go into the ground.
0: Spectrum guided.
3: No, no, uh, everything guy did. I went, I went and helped wow. dig the jetty stuff
0: out of the tree, brother. I, I mean, I just I had to take the shot. But you know, they, they, there's been a couple of guys that have complained of jetty stuff. So, it, once again, this is not a brand bashing. I, I don't want anybody to get it twisted to think that anybody on this right. podcast is brand bashing. Every brand has its place in somebody's right. anger.
3: I could have bought a really nice house in Oklahoma City for what the turbans they whack. I mean, you know, and it, and uh, if, we're and over two hundred thousand boys just watching these airplanes crash. I, I mean, they,
0: there's a, there's a group of guys down at a club by me that have put in enough to buy a nice house right. in the last six months. Right. Well, guys, I think we're probably getting there. You wanna you wanna call it for a break for a minute?
1: Man, I want to call out. It's uh ten thirty nine right now, and Rod Elliott is. uh He's fired up. Dude, he said he's hit me up on Messenger hardcore. I just want to put that in the show. Hey. <laughs>
0: Love you, Rob. Hey, yeah, that's it. You bro. know what? I, I I say we call it for a break, and you know we yeah. Might, let's let's take a quick break, let, and see let, what happens. Let, 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 let's take break number two. You know, you guys are you guys are usually good for you know a split, and then you know we come back for an hour. Let, let let's take a split. Well, well, hey, play.
1: I'm gonna go ahead and say on record, this might be the break. This might be the end. Right. <laughs> if not, we'll be back. And if, and okay and if not, that. it's over. We'll see. Yeah. See ya.